0: Before we kick this show off, let's hear a word from our sponsors. Under Pressure Outdoors is brought to you in part by Hasmore Outdoor Products. Hasmore Outdoor Products manufactures quality replacement seats for a multitude of climber brands as well as a host of other products built with the hunter in mind. Take it from us. Your butt will thank you and you'll be able to spend more hours in your stand. Hop over to their website by clicking on the link in the podcast description and order the tree stand trick out kit for your stand today. And you'll have everything you need to hunt longer and harder. Make sure you use code UPO15 at checkout to get 15% off your next order. I'm your host, Will Krebs, and this is the Under Pressure Outdoors Podcast. So how many years you said you've been on there?
1: Your first lease? Fourteen, I think. Yeah. How, how 14 long? Fourteen or
0: fifteen. How Jesus. long were you on that
1: lease in Blakely? Close to ten years. So, oh,
2: so that was the lease we we like grew up
0: on. Yeah, I killed my first deer there. First say, deer, first buck. We grew fist, up. We at least,
2: buck? yeah, we, yeah, his fist buck. <laughs> <laughs> this one hanging over here on <laughs> yeah. the wall. Yeah, <laughs> I took the plaque off of we, it. We, uh, we at least, so much. we at least grew up in Blakely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, we didn't whether move, it be there or down the street. We didn't move far after that lease went. No, but I do think I have more memories at the at the first Blakeley lease than oh, I'm sure the second one.
0: Oh, riding dang four wheelers all summer long across that 400 acres.
3: Yeah,
2: and watching. out was it you or Al that crossed the creek? and the whole dang fuller went underwater after the beaver had <laughs> dammed the It creek. was Larry. Well, Larry? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just all the right. handlebars were sticking out, and he drove the fuller across the creek.
4: <laughs> We've lost land on our lease. We've There was 300 acres that we used to have, and some of it was just absolutely fantastic that um we lost. And then there was there's other areas mm-hmm. on our lease that used to be a lot better because the land next to it was fallow, and now it's all row crop so all that bedding area is gone. So although we're still on the same the original say 600 acres or the the, the main core has been there for 14 years. Rex has been there longer than that cuz I didn't get on the lease originally. I was I was an add-on 4 or 5 years mm-hmm. in, but they've had it for a long time. But I knew know what it's like to lose a honey hole. <laughs> like oh, <laughs> how am I going to make up that production?
0: Right. Yeah, but I mean this week we are talking about <clears throat> not just losing the honey hole but losing the whole kit and caboodle and it's something I was that- going to say I feel like this
2: week is could be more about uh did
1: you get the picture of the truck and the trailer? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll put the, it up up uh, the the downside down. of leasing land, right? Because everybody's like, "Oh, well, you know, I like "Oh, I only get to hunt in public cuz I can't afford lease, but there's still a downside to leasing property.
0: There's a lot of positives to it, man. It, you get all the your well, you're on private land. It's you and whoever's on your lease, the only people that should be there, maybe minus the landowner. I know we've had leases where the landowner still regularly used his property. Yeah. yeah sure. <laughs> he was a real nice guy, though. He was.
4: But I've sat down. I don't want to sound too punitive. I've had conversations. A lot of guys tell me they can't afford a lease, and they're running two or three leases a month through their lip and dip. So, it does come down to a certain amount of priority, right? I mean, I'm not saying it's easy and everything's got a cost, but, you know, and I guess it depends on what you're looking for if you want.
2: I would say there's still more affordable leases than others. Like, ours is, I don't know, what's the max amount of people you've ever, uh, other than that huge, weird lease we got on at one point to just kind of fill the gap in one year, but I mean, what's the most amount of people you had on your lease one time, Dad? Your lease that you were in charge of.
1: Oh, seven.
2: But you and you knew all
1: of them personally. No, no, I was not not right off the bat. No, say I feel friends like friends of a friend, or yeah, yeah. No, they were all there wasn't. I was saying, one I feel like
2: most the, of my life, we we've pretty much had property wherever. It was just a real yeah. tight knit group of yeah. a few people. The, the
1: second year, third year, I hunted in Georgia. I had. There was quite a few people that, that were not. I actually advertised in, in the paper, and there were a bunch of people that came on that I didn't know. They were all from Eustace and Matilla because they had <laughs> lost some property yeah, and were looking for a place. But half those guys, only about two or three of them, actually hunted the property. The rest of them, were, they found something else in the meantime and were hunting over in Alabama. So...
0: I'm dagging people from Eustace and yeah, yeah, I tell you. What you, what. Suckers.
1: <clears throat> you
4: know, one thing I mentioned Can't about get away from them. Our place that it's just a matter of time. Uh, Your it's
1: not much better than Briars, you know. Mm. <laughs> well, part of the
4: reason part of the reason we lost two hundred and fifty acres is uh we passed through a generation and the guy wanted to log it. And though actually he went they went and logged it. I think they logged hardwood out of it, but there wasn't a whole lot of big hardwood. Uh, the guy that kind of runs there, at least I, I drove past it. it. Right now, it looks awesome. Like all the bottoms are still there. There's a few pine trees and whatnot that are standing up, standing on it. But once they knocked out all that scrub, you know, that's going to come back. That maybe not next year to be awesome or this year, but certainly within two years. Like, unless they sell it to another fella or really go bananas and turn it into row crop. I'm really interested in trying to get that 250 back. But on the rest of our lease, man, the pine trees are big, tall, thick. Like, pretty soon, if they don't start logging it, they're going to start losing them. So, I think our lease is, unfortunately, I think our, our days are numbered just just because of the, the value of the wood on it.
0: Due for a trim, huh? Are we
4: yeah, they haven't ever thinned it while we've been there.
0: You know...
2: I think that's one thing about having changed so many leases of we've hunted so much different property. Like we are in Blakely. We had some pine, but I feel like for the most part it was just big hardwood draws, bottoms. The reason
1: we got lease in Blakely was because the guys that had it before us, the owner, come in there and clear cut. But when they clear cut, you know, they've gotta leave 25 feet or 50 feet from running water. Mm-hmm. So all them draws had timber all down them, the creek bottom. And when I seen it and what I, from what I had read, deer still use the same trails. That's the even after it's Even after it's clear cut, the deer still use the same trails. Plus, when they clear cut it, there's a whole lot more browse that's growing up.
4: Bingo. That's what I was talking about.
1: Browse, cover, and they come out of them bottoms. That was a great piece of property. You talking about the yeah. piece right by the Colomoki Mounds. Yeah. They had clear cut that? Yeah. That's why we got the property because the guys before them had I it when it, I seen it when it was, when where, the it was they,
2: where
0: the heck did they the heck did they clear cut?
2: Down where so I'm going to assume Everything and tell me culture, I was going to say tell degree. me if I'm wrong. But if you drove down from camp and then rather than going right along the hardwoods if you went now, straight down and that road that had all mm-hmm. those whoopties in it, that was all small stuff.
0: Down, what you're talking about? I got pictures over, of
1: you sitting, standing up on a skitter when they were out. When your mom and I went out there and looked at it, you were you were like five years old. Yeah, believe even that.
2: But if you went down and around and down yeah. by the creek, that was all still big hardwoods. Yeah,
1: um, up on the other
0: side. Yeah, that was down around the tripod in the greenhouse and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah.
1: Yep. Well, they even went over to where the planted pines were, as far as the planted pines. So. When you left camp and you came down you hit that first piece of agriculture, all of that back there, all the way to the creek was cut. And all the way down to the north end of the property was cut. But they didn't, they didn't, they went on the other side of the creek and cut a little bit, but not much. You talk about like back behind the gut pile? Yeah. Yeah. But then probably two years or three years later, they came in the piece on the other side of the creek and cut every third row. They just went in they thinned it. Yeah. Talk about
2: the gut pile. You remember the little Grand Canyon and having contests to see who could pee the farthest off the cliff of
0: it? (laughs) (laughs) Well, before we dive any further in this podcast, if you guys haven't figured it out already, we're just talking, uh, sharing some memories and and talking about the woes of the private land portion of leasing land and, and inevitably... At some point um be generational changes or hard times, you generally end up losing it um and then you gotta pick everything up, pull everything out, and move on to somewhere else if you're gonna continue to lease private land and that's um it's it's frustrating. We just went through that two last weeks weekend. ago,
1: yeah, it was last weekend last well, the weekend. time this comes out to be yeah. two weeks ago, yeah, yeah.
0: And uh, by the time this comes out, y'all be getting ready to go back up again and move some more stuff.
2: You know, it kind of... Losing the property sucks, but then you get, you know, once you get to moving stuff and everything, you get to thinking about the memories that you've made there, then it really kind of sets in that this really sucks. Well, what really
1: sucks was when I pull up on them food plots and I could see the clover about two feet tall. And just as thick, and walking through there, and and stepping on what felt like rocks under your feet, but it was turnips. softball-sized turnips growing mm. uh, from the food food plot I planted. So, but, but it,
0: so in the studio this week, you got me, your host, Will Jordan. I'm Jordan. I'm here for it. Let's do it, Jim. Jim. Bill. Bill. Dad. Briar. Briar. How y'all doing, old man? <laughs> Briar's back again after a two week hiatus.
5: Your girlfriend
1: right. let you out tonight. Mm-hmm. I think I'm back after a two week hiatus. I had, well,
5: hiatus. You, you, I had you a you wedding I had to, to go to. I had a wedding had to go to. My okay. cousin's getting hitched. And then what was it last week? You I were you something. were bow fishing. Yes, yeah, right. I was bow yeah. fishing. Did you last kill week.
2: anything? Did you go by yourself or?
5: No, me and uh, Drew went, and we shot a mess up, man. Yeah. yeah. Drew Minks. Yeah. I'm yeah. We'll ask you where me. at after. We ain't gonna just. Disclose that on the podcast. That man is deadly with a fish gig now, is he? Yeah, but I tell you what, he lost fish What'd you do it? What, what, lo- what'd like, you
2: what'd you get a mess of? Gar
5: mostly. Oh, it.
2: okay.
4: Or no, man. You asked me from that garball recipe. I hope he puts it <laughs> to good <get> use.
2: <laughs> I hope yeah. so. I was thinking tilapia because I know the tilapia are starting to get thick.
5: But well, uh, we need to make a trip somewhere else for that. I think
2: I know a couple places.
5: I didn't see any. We got the crawfish bowl coming up in like. Three
0: weeks, something the like that. Yeah. Seventh of May. Seventh. Ridge on, is, is itching and filling up spare gas cans while gas prices are down. He ought to be at least. <laughs> you know, that's
4: the day before Mother's Day, but if you're really a good son, you take your mom out and fill her full of crawfish. That's right. Yeah. Right
0: before Mother's Day. Yeah, it's all you can eat, man. You can't beat it.
4: Because if yeah. she doesn't come, I'm going to eat them all. That's right. <laughs> yeah.
2: But, We're going to have Sid there, too. I think Sid's going to be our uh, like person for Tin Can. Tin Can? Yep. So liaison. Sid, Sid, liaison. Yeah. Liaison. Yeah, liaison. Sid, Sid will be our liaison for Tin Can. Sid with Fast Duck Motors. Yeah, Sid's good stuff, man. I love getting to talk to Sid.
4: You know, for <clears throat> even if you're not into crawfish, it's worth spending the 23 bucks just to listen to Sid hold court on duck boats and motors yeah. i mean there's a wealth of information about all of them mm-hmm.
0: oh well it's just a thing it's it's worth the money just to be there to hang out with everybody yeah enjoy a cold beer if you don't like crawfish. well the, the thing is is if you think you don't like crawfish you never had crawfish you should come out and try them because you're not going to find them anywhere they were uh what i see over five dollars a pound at Publix the other day
5: Ooh. yeah and we're sending a man straight to louisiana to get them that's, that's the,
0: the only way to get a decent price yeah and yeah. you're talking about you buying them from Publix, frozen five
2: dollars.
4: Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, but that's because we're not really adding in the cost of transport to our crawfish. We I mean, so yeah, we, we
0: added are. in last year. I added in the cost of transport to How much the cost we, of crawfish, and we I'm, saved uh, okay. eighty cents per pound having okay. Ridge Drive yeah. versus having them shipped.
4: No middleman. Yeah, but yeah, it, those. I think it's important for people to know that the crawfish will be eaten on Saturday. Will have still been running around in the water, doing their crawfishy thing Friday morning. Yeah. yeah. They, they'll they still be getting over the shock of...
0: I think last time... Where's he, the water? When he picked them up at like 9 o'clock, they had sacks for him that they brought in at 4 a.m. Friday morning, and he headed back down to Florida, kept them alive overnight. We boiled them the next day. Yeah. We lost very few. Like three. Yep. <laughs> yeah. We didn't hardly... <laughs> there were some that were...
4: Had, had, we had to get them because they were making a run for the St. Johns. There was a couple of sca- escapees. We had to. <laughs> there was a
5: couple of sca- escapees in my boat. There, I found. After yeah. we hauled them across the river, did you find any after the crawfish bowl? That- yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet you did. I
2: found two. I found two after the crawfish bowl.
4: Good Lord, don't let them get. Don't let red crawfish get into the St. Johns. <laughs> I, <a> la-
0: <laughs> I don't think that's how they found those crawfish after the bowl. Yeah. I think they found them with their nose. Yeah.
4: yeah, I know, but still, I actually cleaned my boat the <laughs> next day because
0: I didn't want to find it with my nose. Exactly. But man, it's it's just a good time, and we've got some we got some stuff from we'll have some stuff from Yeti, some stuff from First Light, and the Yeti a couple of Yeti buckets with some First Light gear in there, and pack them full of all kinds of other goodies. Man, First Light's been great.
2: On. I still got to go. I need to hit 4S up because 4S Wildlife Solutions is going to donate us some stuff. Running out of time. Yeah, and well, I'm gonna go up next weekend with Dad. I'll, I'll try and get maybe me and you can run up to 4S and meet him and pick up some stuff if we got time
4: there will be all kinds of Mardi Gras cups and beads. Uh, I got a crawfish tray for you in my truck. do let me leave without it. And some toys for the kids. It'll be, uh, it'll be a good time.
2: Yeah, just because Jim has beads doesn't mean you want to see it with your shirt off.
4: <laughs> oh man, I got special beads for y'all too, man. Big big baller beads. <laughs> yeah. I like big beads. Big beads. All right. Like crawfish oh, medallion.
0: Then- Right after crawfish, we're leaving for the canoe trip. For
2: yeah, man, dude, I'm excited for that. Uh, you know what's terrible?
0: You're Briar not going. Go yeah, that's the I've been week. I've been trying to make arrangements. I done had to make arrangements for uh, for Matt to ride in a different canoe. I feel bad. I've been asking William,
2: "Hey, when's Briar going to come get his tank canoe?" I asked him last week, and I said, "Is Briar going to get a canoe or what?"
0: I said Briar can't go. I said, "Son of a gun!" Yeah. Why
5: can't you go? At May twelfth, I'm having my LASIK surgery. Oh,
4: that's a good excuse.
0: Yeah, The day we leave for the 50 miler. Then, Briar will look, you'll be seeing 2020 after that, huh? That's right. How about that?
2: That's scary. Yeah. He's driving be able around to see himself, himself again. 2030.
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Going to be an interesting waterfall season.
0: <laughs> yeah, I bet you're looking forward to that, aren't you? I am. Man. Oh,
2: movie. Jim, I just want to show you what I got
5: nice, look at new, them pair nice new pair of crocs brand new crocs you even brand new for Amazon. Amazon. brand new you know, jim, I know I,
0: what's good for me i saw a meme the other day that, that made me think of you it said uh if, if your toes look like you could catch your dinner fresh out of the water you shouldn't be wearing sandals mm. <laughs> jim <laughs>
4: it's a hard life man <laughs> all those stories about running around in boots and spear gunning and stuff like that man it's uh <laughs> it's legit, and I got the scars to prove it. I don't care. You <laughs> to lick my toes for all I give her. Right? <laughs> oh, oh, God, Got no. no. <laughs> <him. laughs>
0: yep. Oh, Gun to my head. I'm not doing it. Just yeah. me out. <laughs> Put me out of my misery. I ain't licking nobody's toes. That's nasty.
2: <laughs> I mean, it depends on what you're going to pay me, but that's off subject. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. So over the years, we've lost... Let's see if he can count. So the first lease you ever had in Cuthbert, did you lose that lease or did you just go to a different lease? Dad.
1: Um, what did we do? We lost it. Uh, the guy couldn't get enough people up. First year I hunted in Georgia. The guy couldn't get enough people up for a second year. All I remember was that
0: old When was that,
4: 1963?
0: I mean. ninety. <laughs> uh, 90- Ninety-three? William,
1: William was just born. Yeah, so... so 90. I've been hunting in Georgia for 30 years.
4: Yeah, pre-internet. I mean, now, if you got... Yeah. You got space on a lease, you have it filled about 30 minutes. Yeah. Like, with someone you know, too, right?
1: Yeah. I found that ad in the Orlando slantinel. Slantin'le. <laughs> <laughs> for that lease in Cuthbert? Yeah, for the first lease I was on. And uh, then the second year, uh, when we lost that one, we found a lease... Uh, through United Telephone at the time, had a little thing that they put out every week. And it had like a classifieds in the back of it. And it was a guy out of, uh, Hmm, I'm not sure. Seaburn Seaburn. wasn't. Seaburn. 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 Seaburn uh, Seabring. He was out of Seabring. And uh, we hunted that lease for a year. And I was told that we hunted too hard, <laughs> so just
2: because you came up there too often, or
1: yeah, we hunted too hard. So we found uh, another lease from the guy that we leased from the first time out of Georgia. It was uh, supposed—I to, was told it was five hundred acres—and uh, we leased that for uh, maybe two years and. Found out that it was actually, I went to the timber company at the time, it was either Mead or Georgia Pacific, and the guy was to get some maps of the property. And I was looking at it, and I could tell everything was in, in squares, and I said, how much is one of them squares? He says, 250 acres. And I was like, how much? Where's the rest? He says, 250 acres. I said, hmm, well, here I been told we was leasing 500 acres and here we were leasing 250 acres you've been paying for 500 <laughs> we've acres. been paying for 500 acres so uh naturally we let that go but you know coming into that we had i had paid to drop power i paid for a breaker box set up a breaker panel i'm not an electrician but i can tell you right now if you need a a temporary setup i can build it <laughs> i've built enough of them i tell you what, I've, learned,
0: I've learned a lot about electricity and plumbing yeah. since i've had a lease yeah that's, that's like if, if you uh if you want a subject matter expert on changing an alternator on the 95 gmc sierra i'm your man <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah and the hotel
1: parking lot yeah <laughs> with very little tools but you know we i i we built the thing, and it was could hook, like, 10 campers up to it, and, and everybody had cords, and Romex rolled off of it. And uh, we uh, had that, and then I found that that piece in Blakely in the, in the newspaper. Right no, I think I picked up a paper up in Georgia and found it in Georgia. And uh, we went up and in a weekend, loaded everything up, and moved all of our stuff to Georgia. Sure down was, to Blakely, sure. It was a lot less so, to move back then. Yeah. As, yeah.
4: As, as more guys kept jumping on that breaker box, I assume that you started out with like a ten amp breaker, and like hmm, it's not working. Yeah. So instead of you <laughs> just, instead of putting a second, there's fifteen. Now we're good. Yep.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> Things Man, glowing.
2: That, I'll tell you what that 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 camp we had in Blakely, by the time I was old enough to remember, was a jam up setup.
1: It was it was like the old. The old wagon train, it was in a circle. Yeah. And there was campers <laughs> in a circle. You had the, the, <laughs> the
2: old Scotty with a potty where me and William stayed and yeah. we got older. And then you had your camper, which was set up against another camper about the size of your camper in an L shape. Mm-hmm. And there was a porch along your camper. But before you got to the end of your camper, it dropped off into dirt. And there was a huge picnic table with a
1: stove and everything back in there. We built a roof over it. We had shade cloth sidewalks that went all the way around to the bathroom. So you could step off your porch and you could walk on shade cloth sidewalk all the way over to the bathroom, three feet wide. We went and picked up a pallet of quick of sack creep at the hardware store and come back and mixed by hand (laughs) and had a 10 by 10 uh, concrete pad under our skinning rack. Later put a roof on it. Later went around that roof with shade cloth. It, because the dang hornets would get so bad when you was in there cleaning the deer you'd end up getting stung and then we so we put shade cloth around it we can had lights in it put a countertop in there put a countertop with it with a sink um when we used to do more of our own you know then we then we found a processor and we're like <laughs> heck with that gut it and carry it to the processor yeah. <laughs> <You> <laughs> ever, didn't
0: deal with it so have you ever found a guy you think is as good as that guy you had in lately no that guy, man, that guy was even good with me and you as kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like,
2: you showed up and he was extremely personal to kids. Like, he had all the spike antler. I can't t- I think I got probably 50 or 60 spikes you know, <laughs> yeah. at the house. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, but. Uh, yeah, it was. I mean, that was. That was nice. It was real nice. I, t- I would tell
2: you what, though. I think that, uh, What's in in Alabama? Keith. Keith. Keith Wade with Piney Woods Hunting Lodge. Keith Wade with Piney Woods Hunting Lodge. His processor is jammed up, son. I I may have said it before and I'll say it again, but the hamburger that I have from him is probably some of the best venison burger I've had in an extremely long
0: time. Yeah, so Keith runs the Piney Woods Hunt Lodge, and he runs the processor there in, in town. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And they are... Son, I'm talking about... Their, their setup is extremely clean, too, but he does a jam-up job between his Ponywoods Woods Hunt Lodge and his processor, both them um, jam-up.
0: But, I don't know. It, we... I, when I went up there to Piney Woods, I went back by that camp in Blakely where you had the porch. There was even, the porch was even screened in at one time. Yeah, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Screened the porch in, all the campers, all that stuff there. The a well, everything was there, and the only thing left standing now is skinning rack.
1: Yeah. When we, remember, when we left uh, that camp, we sold the campers that we had, everything that was there. We sold it to the guy, the owner of the property. Um, and he bought, there was three, I think there was three campers left. Three campers in the sugar shack. We even put in a well, well, there was a well there, but it didn't work. So we had a local well guy come and we put a new, uh, new pipe yeah, in it. Retap the well. And, uh, he blew it out. He blew the well out. We put a new one in. Um, uh, and so we, you know, we had water, had electricity. Did you have underground propane tank there? No, it was an old butane tank. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> we, we ran across that. There was a house there at one time. and uh, But it was an old butane tank.
2: I'm telling we you. used to use butane. You meet, Dad, we start talking about propane and gas. Hey, you meet good people at these places, too, because I will never in my life forget Puddin'. <laughs> and I drove past Blakely, and I looked at Puddin's house, and I was like, Ah, oh, no, I'm not going to swing in there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, there's there's you, a
0: party that wants to stop and talk, and there's a party that wants to get home sometime this
2: week. Yeah. There's a part of me that knew if I stopped and talked, I'd have been there for another three or four hours. You yeah, know,
1: but you got to make friends with the people that are there. And yeah. We made friends with Puddin', and he was he was, he was a he was He was good, but he was aggravating. <laughs> um, you know, but he kept an eye, he kept an eye on things. Uh, to best of my knowledge, anyway, <laughs> and uh, he, he dang sure kept an eye on the beer. Yeah, because <laughs> he he stopped by one time and he didn't know it. I was down sitting on the field hunting. And I seen his truck pulled into camp and it pulled around. He stopped, and I'm looking across the field. You know, I was five six hundred yards away, and I'm looking through my binoculars. I see him come walking out, <laughs> opening up the beer, and I'm like, he swung in there just to get a cold beer. <laughs> <laughs>
5: got to pay the tax <laughs> down man. the
1: road he went yeah. <laughs> but you talk about some stories oh my god i that and cotton man mm-hmm.
0: uh, mr cotton and that's who who's proper we ended up going in there after we lost that place and leasing the place that he had
1: yeah we we let that place go and moved down the street because we uh, he says down the street what well, we moved in 16th of a mile yeah <laughs> <laughs> bought a new camper well, an old camper made it new. New to you, camper? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, they, they ripped everything out of the, most
2: of the stuff out of the inside of it, redid the inside of the camper. Yeah.
0: The camper that me and you stayed in in Georgia. Yeah. Oh, that
5: one had been redone before? Yeah. yeah. Never yeah. tagged or titled. <laughs> know, neither one, of
1: the, excuse me, neither one of the campers we had were ever tagged or titled.
5: That's why
0: we went from, uh, the, that's why we followed cut. him because it yeah, had that's a tag why, on yeah. it. I remember yeah. that plate chase vehicle. <laughs>
1: but <laughs> and that's when we went uh, we went more portable. We bought a it was a eighteen by thirty foot long uh canopy that you know, the, with the silver canopy that you put over, you put together and put that over the camper so you had camper was covered and you had a porch area out in front. And uh That was a dude, serious porch. Dude, we that porch <laughs> We built it, it was nine feet wide and almost as long as a camper. Well, at one point it was as long as a camper, but it was three by, a true three by eight. <laughs> and we had found uh, when they built a Reunion, the golf course out there, they used that pressure treated three by eights, eight by eights and ten by tens for building retaining walls and boardwalks. And Al went out there, because we had gas lines running through there. They had a pile of it that was probably, it was scrap pieces anywhere from three foot to five or six foot long, and they were just in a pile. And it was 20 feet tall, probably 50 feet, 60 feet long. And he asked it, he said, what do y'all want to do? He said, throw it away. He said, throw it away. I said, yeah. He said, can I get some of it? He says, yeah, get what you want. Man, we went out two or three days, four days. Trailers, trucks, loaded them up, <laughs> and carried all that stuff home. And then carried it to Georgia. I remember putting that thing together as a kid. Oh man, you Which couldn't time? drive a nail through it. Yeah. <laughs> you could not drive a nail through it. You had, had, to, had to drill a hole through. and then yep. drive the nail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we laid we laid them. It was it was like a jigsaw puzzle. We laid all them timbers on the ground and leveled them out, and then laid the boards on top of it. But. What was he there? Maybe you could have parked a semi trailer on. And, and the thing. guy, so I, I sent my money in for the lease. It was it was private property, but it was managed through a timber company, and I sent the sent him the money. Didn't know nothing, and I got my check back. I'm like, what the heck? We're not leasing this land again. And I'm like, oh no. So I we got on the internet and found the guy's name and number that owned the property, and, and he was in the, he was selling the property, and I was like, oh crap so here we go again took all that porch down loaded it on a trailer we found another piece of property this one was on the we didn't even set that porch up at that one no we moved to the other side of year. 75 i can't it was over near douglas was it brook no it was it brooks no, no no it was near douglas yeah and uh, we just hunted there every year we pulled the trailer over uh say i said that was probably did not even put up i don't think we put up the canopy we yeah. ran power off a generator there. Yeah, we
2: I would just say in in my life of leasing, that's probably the worst experience I've ever had leasing. Oh, it was terrible.
4: Around darkness. yeah. Wow. You, I it mean, was a, that's it, it, got it was, one of the greatest gun shops right when, there.
2: There was just so many people there, man. Nobody knew anybody. I know I was still young, and my dad, yeah. me and my dad had found a good what was a seven point or eight point. I don't remember. I don't and what I was. I had been hunting. I was still hunting with him. But I had been hunting it hard, seen it a couple times, never been able to shoot it. And uh, one of the other lease guides, rather than, you know, because when you're on a big lease like that, it's normally, you you have a, a board where the leases are, or where the stands are, and you ask somebody if you can hunt their stand. Yeah. He put a climber up, like right next to my ladder stand, and shot the buck that I was after. Ouch. No. Never asked me. He another.
1: wounded the book and never yeah, found it, it. Yeah, he wounded this it. And was, never found
0: it. This yet. was like a thousand acre club with like 10 or 15 people
1: on it. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Mm. When you were uh, hunting near Douglas, did you ever get over to Ambrose? No. Never get over to? No, M- we now. only hunted there one year or so. Mm, okay. No. Great gun shopping. Then Ambrose. we went
2: to uh, Cuthbert. Shalman.
4: Pat-
1: Brooksville. Shaman. Brooksville. Brooksville. That's where. That's oh where yeah, that yeah, yeah. Was actually, I guess Frank's was technically. Frank's was actually. actually. In, it was Brooks. It was Brooks. That was the which jam. Which is before place. you get to Cuthbert, you go north on forty one, mm-hmm. and you go into Brooksville, and we hunted there for. And that was the same thing there. That property got cut. The guy didn't want the property no more because they were clear. Because they were clear cutting timber. But we hunted
2: there for two years before it got cut because Frank held the cut off.
1: Yeah, the cut got held off a year. I, could, I think because
2: Frank actually decided that he didn't want to cut it, but
1: he'd already sold it, so he still had to. Yeah, the guy wanted twice what he give him. Yeah, and he just couldn't do it. Um, it was family land. It was a hundred and it's like one hundred fifty acres, I think. Yeah. And it was, was it was off. in his family. And you know, I got to know Frank pretty good. He was he was he was a great guy, and he's the one to talk about when. You'd be sitting in a tree stand and you'd see an orange vest walking. He walked it. And he'd come out and walk it on the weekends. Yeah. He'd just walk the road and turn around and walk back.
2: I, I think we even got to the point where Frank would ask us if we were hunting, like what stands we were hunting, and Frank wouldn't walk yeah. near those stands.
4: So you actually had a guy there driving them for you.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. actually not a <laughs> yeah. bad but thing. But Frank yeah. was, I mean, you want to talk about this, this old man was just. He was a pharmacist. Jam up. Yeah. He was a pharmacist, but he was the nicest man you'd yeah. ever meet in your life. He had a huge he didn't do it so much towards the end of the time that we leased the property. He had a beautiful garden every year. But man, he well, had a massive garden and so, he would let us pick what we wanted <coughs> out of it. I'm talking about he grew watermelons. You could take three <laughs> basketballs and put them together yeah. and that was the size of that watermelon. Mm-hmm. I Sun- mean he grew what that one he grew one year was like a ninety five pound watermelon.
1: Sunflowers the size of, of paper plates. Uh, if bigger, probably bigger than a paper plate. The center of the sunflower is about as big as a paper plate. Yeah. And uh, that man knew how to grow a garden. He could grow a garden.
4: So you shot a lot of deer around there, I assume.
1: <laughs> we killed a few.
4: Yeah, that's why If you got that. sunflowers, the yeah. dove that's should. That's we'll why I That's why I missed the
0: deer that William killed. That's yep. why I killed that big nine point that's hanging in my uh, my living room. After Jordan missed it,
1: I, I wouldn't say we <laughs> killed a lot of deer because we never. Um, killed some quality deer, though. Yeah, we killed some some decent bucks. It, it, Black property, Blakely killed. I killed several decent bucks. I was going to say, if I,
0: if I had to pick one spot out of all the places we've hunted where we've killed a lot of deer, that would have been the Slaying Fields on that second piece of land. Oh. <laughs> was it? <laughs> Hold that off for a second.
2: Oh man, what was it? Uh, is it either me or you. I think it was you, because we had. One stand that faced north, and then you went about, what, 15 rows down, and you had another stand that faced south. Now, this is like maybe... What, it was a
1: 50-acre planted pines, but they were yeah. like 6 feet, they 8 were feet like twelve
2: years. They were like 12 years old, so...
1: No. No? No, they weren't that old, because that was agriculture.
2: Oh, yeah, you're right. They but, were still young. Anyways, there was a couple rows that we had found where... For a good 300 yards. 150. 150. Tops. It was just, you we know, whatever. Yeah, whatever didn't grow. Yeah. Yeah. So we had, they were about 15 rows apart, one face north, one face south. I remember mean, we were hunting one morning and dang, you had shot one. Mm-hmm. And then me and dad walked through because we were at the one that was facing south. We had walked through to yours. He walked around to me.
0: Because I so, I think we walked morning, through. I, we walked around. Did I we? got, yeah. I shot that deer. It was a little uh, four point or something like that. Yeah, and it ran, ran, da- ran down. I sat in the stand for a while. This coyote hanging over here behind me stepped out. I shot her, um, and then I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna go look for blood for that deer. Got about halfway down the food plot, and about stepped on that coyote, and about shat in my pants <laughs> when I did. And then got down there and couldn't find any blood. But well, when I got down there, I could hear something. And mind you, these pine trees are, the dog fennels in there, were super oh, yeah. thick. So when deer were coming, you had plenty of warning they were going to Am- step out in front of you. you could hear them coming. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I could hear something cracking. And I, I called you up on the walkie-talkie. asked if you were coming through, the, through, and you said you were coming around. So I went back to the... Oh, I
2: forgot we had those garments back then. I yeah. went back
0: to the dang... Uh, the ground blind and you guys came in and then dad and Jordan got about halfway down the food plot. And then I see Jordan throw the gun up. And then my dad grabbed the gun from him and shot. He shot another doe halfway down to look for blood for my deer. Yeah. I remember that. I threw it up and I was like, I can't
2: keep still. So I was like, get on your knee and plug your ears. <laughs> gun on the shoulder. wax another doe. Ended up carrying two does out of there. But man, down the doe. yeah.
1: We whacked, man. We whacked some deer out of there. Well, the better the better one is when you and I were in there,
2: and you gave me a thirty thirty, wasn't sighted in.
1: <laughs> it was sighted in. It no, the hell you it couldn't was keep not. That gun sighted that. In. <laughs> no,
2: you could. Yeah, you couldn't keep that gun sighted in. <laughs> you would sight it in, and then it would just come unsighted by itself because I shot like five times, <laughs> and then finally hit it at the very end of the food plot, and only managed to hit it in the front leg
1: that thing came running straight down that food plot toward us and I'm like nope we ain't blood trailing I threw up and shot it right in the middle of the chest and it dropped
0: (laughs) (laughs) that was there was there was a lot of deer killed out of them out of them too well really
1: that one ground blind
0: yeah yeah. the doghouse blind didn't Uh, seem to produce like the
1: other one Wayne was sitting in it one day and had one walk right by the blind right next to him I was sitting in that doghouse blind one morning when it was raining (laughs) And I was playing games
0: on that G- that little Garmin GPS. I yeah, because you talking. had
2: like solitaire and crap on it, and I had
0: like a dragon hunter game, yeah. or something like that. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, and uh, I I had a feeling like I just I felt like I was being watched, and I looked up, and there was a dang deer literally standing, almost nose touching the mesh on that dang doghouse by <laughs> looking at me. <laughs> and as I'm, it's raining. I'm seeing every few seconds I got to stand up, pull my chair out of the mud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well it was old agriculture so man that yeah. stuff just sucked the water but you talk about some dang good food plots growing in there oh yeah Shew! on that old agriculture yeah. land yeah. that was a that was a fun piece You had that was broke up on two pieces so you had to if, if you wanted to hunt the other it was 100 acres on two two different spots something like that yeah. it was on like 100
1: acres in one 200 in another and then we picked up at 50 acres yeah and uh
0: Oh yeah,
2: that fifty acres was just like just the back of those pines. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So
0: you had to get on the four wheeler, but dude, and drive down the road when it's thirty degrees. Listen, it
2: it may not have been as tall as it was as I thought when I was a kid, but you remember like re erecting that the fire tower, the fire tower oh, on on yeah. the second Blake Lees, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I hunted that thing with owl so many times. I used to just sleep in the bottom of it. An owl. would—I can't tell you how many times I got woke up. Wow! <laughs> and I'm like, "What
0: happened?" That was a—that was a full four by eight sheet of plywood, wasn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a. B- how tall was that thing?
2: Because as a kid, I felt like it was like sixty feet tall. It was. A, it was every
1: bit of sixteen to twenty.
5: Yep, that suckered like up there. Oh yeah, yeah. And it was—I mean, and he it was anchored. It,
1: he built it and put it up himself. Dang, with a rope and a four wheeler, <laughs> good lord! That,
3: that uh, was a
2: nasty stand. And I remember taking at the second big lease. I remember seeing Dad take that. I mean, again, as a kid, I felt like it was a thousand yard shot. But I don't know how on that deer that you took from. Oh yeah, that was I from had, the quad pod I across a gully.
1: Had gotten back from being out in Colorado hunting. Shooting four hundred yards, three hundred yards, and I seen that deer. We seen the deer step out. Could see the horns, yeah, without binoculars. Uh,
2: how, was, it far, it how far? How uh, far you
0: think it was though? Honestly, easily three hundred. It was. It turned out to be a real nice ten point. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, that deer stepped out, and I shot across. It was. It was down a ravine, up the other side, and out into the food into a food plot. The bad thing was there was a stand that wasn't fifty yards away from where that deer was standing. <laughs> That there was nobody hunting in, and uh, I said, "I'm shooting," and I shot, and that thing took off.
2: I swear to you, though, when he shot, there was not a doubt in my mind that he killed it, because I had—I don't—I had a gun at the time, but I wasn't shooting. But I remember looking over there, I hit and it. seeing that that deer. I swear to you, its hind legs. I mean, it—it it had to be completely. Yeah, it horizontal. Kicked it. kicked. I mean, it was straight. It looked like
1: the dang thing did a front flip. Found blood, found a piece of bone, never found the deer. Mm. Until. Well, I mean, <laughs> until Thanksgiving. <laughs> until a week later. Yeah. Or no, it was either a week or two weeks later when Al and I went back, and he was hunting that stand. And I was down on the creek, and he, I heard him shoot. And uh, he called me on the walkie-talkie. And I came over and uh, I got on the other side of the ravine where the deer was that he had shot at. And he said, it's right right there, right there. And sure enough, it was right there. And uh, I don't remember seeing a bullet hole in that deer. But I do remember seeing the leg was all pussed over from where I had hit it two weeks prior. <laughs> And I'm pretty sure when he shot it, I think that just the percussion of that 300 wind mag across that thing <laughs> is what put that deer down. Cause I, I don't remember seeing, I don't remember finding a bullet hole in it. If that 300 wind mag didn't leave a bullet hole. You, you couldn't and th- then. Well, yeah,
4: yeah. I, I shoot you through a wind mag every now and again. Yeah. You know, like my reach out and touch me gun, but every now and again I'll have a deer step out real close. And that thing's, I mean, it's moving. It just pencils yeah. through. Yeah. Like, it just punches through. I know the bullet's expanding, but I think it's still moving so fast that it's it's exited before the it mushrooms. Yeah, pencil right through. Them. And then, my buddy, sorry, I was gonna. My buddy Jason was shooting. um I, don't, I don't want to. I'm not gonna blast him any ammunition, but there's one particular brand. He'd shoot a deer. It would drop it like a ton of bricks. You could run your hands all over that thing, and we'd never find a drop of blood. You'd open up. You'd open up the cavity to butcher it and all the innards were just jelly. Yeah. But man, if he shot something and it it, it wasn't a lethal shot, gone. You'd get a couple little dinky trickles. Never
2: seen again. And I tell you what, I don't know if it's just been my shot or ammunition in the past three years, but I I haven't shot a deer in the past three years. It's 99.9% of them have dropped in their tracks. But I had that one buck, that's a buck that's hanging at my house, and he ran what, 15 yards? Maybe. Maybe. But other, it's that dang, well, I can't remember who makes that silver tip. It's Winchester, a, a Winchester. 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 Silver tip, silver, silver, silver casing. Tip. Yep. Dude, those things are lethal.
4: Yep. I, everybody's going to laugh? Remington Corlock.
1: Nope, I ain't laughing. That's what I should... Just deadly. Just
4: yeah. I won't. lead Deadly. I won't, yeah,
1: but, I won't touch him
0: with a 10-foot pole anymore. But listen, I've had... You I've had, a can't-shoot. That's all was, I shoot out of my <clears> out <throat> 6 that's, So that's what I shot for the longest time. But I've had too many failures to fire and rounds that uh, didn't go off like they should have and stuff like that out of Remington ammunition across different um, dang calibers and stuff like that.
1: I won't touch Remington what's, ammunition. What's that sticker say over there on the refrigerator? Blame it on the... Blame
4: missing, missing on the, the gun? gun? Yeah. I, don't know, I've, I've, Listen, I don't think I've ever had a misfire
1: uh, There is uh, I've nothing. never had
2: a misfire while I, we're on the subject of the second Blakely's there is a story that will never ever 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 let dad live down because he took a deer from me <laughs> <laughs>
0: Right? that's not that's that was the first time you had a deer taken from you wasn't it not no, the last it's not, yeah and, he uh, took one I from had, me too, but that's a different story. I that had was told on the, him the first Blake Lewis. I had told him, I said, we got in
2: the stand, and I looked out the side, and what we had been stapling up a bunch of screen. Yeah, yeah.
1: Brought my trusty stapler with me. Yeah, and
2: uh, I had told Dad after we'd finished, before we even stapled up screen, I said, "Listen, there's a deer trail over there, and if we'll get down and cut that limb." I guarantee if one steps out there, I said, I'm not going to be able to shoot a deer if it steps out right there. No, 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 no. It'll be all right. Whatever. So we staples up screen. We continue the hunt. And uh, partway through the hunt. Nice. Beautiful eight point. Or is it a nine point?
4: It's an eight eight point. It's an eight point.
2: Beautiful eight point. Steps out. Right there. You know what's in the way of me shooting it? That limb.
0: You know, and I still I still say to this day, I'm very thankful he didn't trim that limb because I hunted that stand for four or five days before yeah. he killed that deer and didn't see it. Yeah. Dad, and Al <laughs> hunted it for
2: four or five days before that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Somebody had seen that deer
1: before to be hunting it as much as they were. Uh that's why we went to it. Yeah, yeah. He, Al for Al to understand that long, he seen something and didn't tell nobody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he stepped out, and me and Dad. Love you, buddy. I, yeah.
2: <laughs> Al, if you listen, we still love you. <laughs> I'll will send in this episode. Get him to listen to it. Yeah, <laughs> Al's another one we got to get on after this. Oh but, Lord, um, man, and I swear to you, I think me and Dad, me and Dad, literally, I would say that we have to have to have had. Rattled and grunted that deer back. Oh yeah, no because doubt. we we rattled and grunted a little bit. You know, we weren't like overly aggressive. It was literally the perfect amount. And uh, as the sun was coming down, I had that seven millimeter 08 and uh, he came back out. Except for this time, came back out into the middle of the food plot. I was, was
1: like, it was too dark. No,
2: yeah. <laughs> it was too dark. Still like, I'm. I got my gun up. I'm settling my crosshairs because I'm still young, right? And I'm, I'm just. It it took me a minute to get my crosshairs settled. I got them on the deer, and I hear, "It's too dark." Boom! <laughs> 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 and mind you, I can see the deer perfectly in my crosshairs. It's too dark. <gasps> Boom! I'm like, son of a
1: gun! If, if you'd have killed that deer, I'd have walked home. I'd have done you a favor because you'd have been spoiled shooting something that big as young as you were. I still haven't <laughs> shot anything.
2: I still haven't shot a nice typical... That would have been the first nice typical buck I've ever shot. And I still to this day have not shot a massive nice typical buck like
0: that. You got a thing for the gangly horn looking things. that Like that 11 catch you got hanging in your yeah. house, it's I, just
2: I, I mean, I there's something oh, to me. Good. I, I got a... I have a thing for the gangly-looking deer. Yeah, I like them.
1: That goofy-looking eight-point you shot on your own. On the, the other deer you have hanging on the wall, the eight-point you shot. Oh yeah, you yeah, did yeah. That yeah. On, you did that on. I your did own. that Pick on my stand. own. Yeah.
2: yeah, and that was that was uh, that was me. I chose to uh, hunt that stand because, and that was in our our Brooksville lease. Mm-hmm. I chose to hunt that stand because I knew there was a good deer moving down that creek. I've been hunting a mess out of that stand and uh, just one day he come walking down the creek and at this point i was like
1: that i was probably 15 maybe no, 14 that, no you weren't that old i
2: guarantee i was at least 14 nope
1: you weren't that old
4: and early we'll look it up later but, but uh i oh, sorry go ahead
2: and he had just come down i mean literally i heard ch- ch- like sloshing in the creek and it was early it was still yeah, early i had heard sloshing in the creek and uh i shot him and he probably ran maybe 10 yards and at this point dad had scarred me for life so uh he was kicking (laughs) he was on the ground laying there kicking so i shot him again (laughs) because like i'm not losing a decent deer and he was he's gangly looking but he was
1: got a broke horn yeah
2: she fixed that she fixed that yeah and uh, had them knob, know. had them. Uh, it's got a bunch of knobs, in knobs
4: the on in the horns. On, I don't yeah. What
1: causes what calls that? I can't remember. Ticks, but, ticks on velvet.
4: Yep. But uh, so this fall on our early, early, like muzzleloader season, I had sixes, sevens, decent deer. Like, but I played the. I'm going to give them another year game. And then all season, I watched dudes dragging in the deer I <laughs> passed, and I said, "Next fall, if it's got much more than a chunk of bone on its head, schwack, <laughs> <laughs> fork a horn, brown down, <laughs> like just oh, I, I'd, I've never really been an antler hunter, but in the year that I decided I was going to try to be an antler hunter." That uh, just not going to fly. That's we got them, but I kept holding out for something bigger. And meanwhile, all the ones that I was going to give a pass, they'd be bigger next year. They, they didn't. They didn't get sixty days. <laughs> yeah, we did. So.
1: That, we did that this year. Let some walk. That that yeah, they be should be nicer next year. And you now see what happens. We lost the property. That's another thing you about know yeah. <laughs> You know, we've we've everywhere we've hunted, we've tried to manage to a point you you know when you've got a small piece of property like that and you're the only person the only group trying to manage around you and you don't know what's going on around you and you can't really unless you're good friends with the people that have the land around you and you you can't control what anybody else is doing you can only do what you what what do your part to I don't even know if managing is the right word for it. Um, you know, we're letting smaller bucks walk. Uh, so,
0: so here's the thing, and we've discussed this many moons ago. Maybe we need to revisit it. The difference in quality deer management and trophy deer management are very different. Yeah, uh, quality deer management is is managing for the health of the herd, and you should see uh like a two to one or three to one buck to doe ratio is what you're trying to aim for. But then when you're you're looking at a uh, like a trophy deer management you're wanting like a one to one or a two to one buck to doe rate two bucks to one doe ratio um so that there's more browse and feed for the bucks to to eat and and mature on whereas quality deer management is more managed for the health of the herd itself not but in doing quality deer management and managing for a healthy herd of deer you do end up with with bigger bucks and that means letting your Not necessarily small bucks, but younger bucks get a little bigger because you you can still have a two-, three-year-old buck that's not very big. Um, And if you're harvesting deer that are two-, three-years-old, even if it is a small buck, you're still getting quality deer out of that. I don't know what it was about our first. Would it have been Cuthbert or Shellman
2: lease?
1: would have been the first one. The first one. That
2: lease we had, to this day, have a picture of a buck on my phone. Did I swear to you? I mean, couldn't have been any more than two years old. I'm straight back, real, just slim, young deer. Massive eight point. Yeah, I seen it, dude. He had to have. I mean, just I seen the deer. Yeah, just stupid tall, wasn't super wide, but dude, his G2s and G3s had to be at least a foot long, huge. But you could tell, you look at him in the picture, you're like, dude, that deer's young.
1: Yeah, I saw the deer came in with two or three other bucks and one doe, and I was bow hunting on that feeder. And the bad thing was is they came in, the doe came in, and the doe was feeding about 10 yards in front of me. I couldn't do nothing because it's like she was their lookout. And they were right there at the feeder, and he was broadside. She's 10 yards in front of me feeding, and I couldn't I couldn't stand up. I couldn't draw my bow back, do nothing. When I finally tried to, she busted me. Four, four words. She blows, she goes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I probably should have shot her, <laughs> yeah. but she busted me so big, and it's like she was their lookout. They didn't have nothing to do with her. They were it to feed her. She was browsing them, brows out in front of the stand. That's, but, that's, that's yeah. a funny thing, too. You talk about does and big does like that. When you're
0: talking about quality deer management – and you see this doe every year who produces twins or or better, and you you constantly realize that she produces twins, and then you get into deer season, and she still has both those twins, man, as hard as it is not to shoot that 130, 140-pound doe, if she's constantly producing twins, shoot a twin. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, she, twin. You, you kill one, she's going to make two more. Give her another year. If she's making deer like that. Yeah. And she not only is she and making deer but she's raising deer all the way to to where they're on their own. You want to talk about blowing. Let's uh oh, let's the, hear your Sam Squanch story. The Sam Squanch story. <laughs> <laughs> so that was on our um uh, I think Brooks you Hill. and dad you Brooks and dad
2: both have some mean
0: stories about man. that thing. There was this deer, man. We assume it was a deer that it, you know deer blows it just shh that deer sounded like a woman screaming. A woman. <coughs> yeah.
1: sound like a cat. It was yeah. creepy, man.
0: Um, but, and you know a deer would normally blow <coughs> and then run away. This deer will, would follow you. I got down out of the tree stand. This is back before they cut. And I started walking out of the bottom, and I got to walk down the side of the road. So I took the shell out of my gun, and I'm walking down the side of the road, and that deer started blowing, and it came up out of the bottom towards me. It said, like, no, rack around. <laughs> and I walked back the rest of the way to camp, man. Just, I mean, the hair on the back of my neck I mean, standing up it, just thinking about it. It literally sounded like a woman screaming. It
1: followed me 300 yards back to camp the whole way around the bottom blowing at me. We were cooking hamburgers one night, and it and it came up to the back side of camp and was out there blowing. I don't know whether it smelled the blood.
2: Was it you the or way. Al that was out there? Because at that time we still had our our. Uh, it
1: was
0: me on the porta potty. Uh, yeah, yeah. We were using like a nursing home toilet and shovel.
2: Yep.
1: Yeah. Before we built the bathroom. And in the middle of the night. <laughs> that thing come up, man. That's what I mean. <laughs> I had that flashlight shining around, looking in the woods. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I think that's what's going to get me, man. Like coming out of the stand at night, you know, just especially if it's like an edgy field and you're walking down the edge of the field, heading back to the truck. And I don't know what it is, man. They wait until you are right on top of them yeah. before they blow. <laughs> and yeah, you'd think after it happens to you 30 or 40 times that you get used to it. And, no. like, oh. and every time, man, it's Bigfoot. Just no, I can, <laughs> right on top of you, man.
0: I could tell you exactly what's going to kill me one day. Give me a heart attack in the woods. Uh, I'll be, you know, whatever age I am when I have that heart attack when I step in that covey of quail. <laughs> uh, that's number two. No. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> how about how about that time we still had the walkie talkies and I
2: was in the stand. I was in my climber that where I had found my spot in that bottom where I missed that buck. And you were like, you know, that bottom kind of hit Oh the turkeys. T- yeah. <laughs> that bottom kind of yeah. hit a T and then went you were sitting down to the right on that bottom. I was in the missy stand. Yeah. And yeah, I went I, to texting you, I'm like, dude. I'm going to die. I'm fixing to die. Like there is something in these woods. that's going to kill me.
4: I got a question. <clears throat> I don't know. We don't know what these are. We call them Mothra. where We are. You sit in your stand Mothra. and all of a sudden and they're loud. Yeah. You yeah. can't see them. Just a yeah. blur. Like I've actually connected with them like, ah, and they've got heft. Yeah. But I have no idea what that, so what that bug is. I'll tell you is. what
0: it is. I've done my research and I'm pretty sure I know what it is. This is like a, uh, it's almost like a moth hummingbird hybrid, Mothra. Yeah, Mothra. pretty much. <laughs> it's a yeah. moth that's about the size of a hummingbird, and it does have the same. It has like a real long tongue; it'll stick out and get in there. But it, it's it's kind of like that. I can't remember what they're called, but you you can look it up. It, and, and they I've had the same crap happen to me with them because v- 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 they get right in your face. And
4: there's no, you don't hear them until they're no. right on top of you. Their wings are moving a million miles an hour. They're just a little brownish gray blur. And they're gone, and the
0: the only reflex you have is to swat. You can't you can't avoid that deer standing there it comes in your face. You got to get that ginormous thing out of there.
4: Yeah, I don't know. And then the other one, as far as scary stuff in the woods. Have you ever heard a rabbit dying? Oh yeah, it's like I mean I don't mean to be too, but it is an accurate description. It sounds like someone is tearing an infant apart. Yeah, it's the most dis- awful. Sc- oh my god, scream that yeah. you can imagine. Yeah,
0: but I man, we've had so many leases over the years, and it always comes down to the fact that you don't ever get any kind of advance warning. No. Like, hey, you know, I'm leasing to you this year, but next year it's not going to happen, where you've got time to kind of, well, we don't really hunt this stand, pull it down, pull this down. It's always end of the year. Yep. Yeah, well, got to sell the, the property. property. Yeah. I
4: yeah. bet it better happen at the end of the year than hit you up in September 1st.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, I, I, that would really suck. Well, the Shellman uh, one hit us in the middle of summer. We had to move. and wow. And I tried to lease the land back from the guy that bought it or excuse me, the guy that stole it from Frank. Uh give him a thousand dollars an acre when he probably could have sold it for twice that or more. And Frank just didn't know. Yeah. Had no idea. And I told him, I said, I'm gonna tell you right now, I said he stole that land from you. I said, I wish I'd known I said, I would have bought it. Well I didn't know if you So, you know, if you're if you're leasing land like that from a landowner, get to know the guy. Get to know him. Um Talk to him, stay regular, you know, discuss things with them. Don't I put it off and put it off and shouldn't have. Um, Shoot, we still probably talked, could have bought
2: that property. Even when we when we leased in uh, Cuthbert, we Go by and see Frank. Oh yeah, we'd go by and, and We'd see. still go by and see Frank.
1: I'd send him Christmas cards. Yeah. Um But he was he was a great guy. It just I mean he had to do what he had to do. And you know we've lost them for various reasons. We've left left one, well, we left a couple. Um, hunted too hard. Found out we were getting Shacked. jacked around. Um, the, the Blakely lease, uh, it was just That guy went up on us every year. He'd go up, and it wasn't no ten cents here. It was fifty cents, then a dollar an acre, and it
4: just because that's what your neighbors are paying up there it's it's crazy now
1: well this guy never worked a day in his life it was family it was family money family property um and uh he's hanging out down in panama city playing golf um but then we moved from there got shellman property got sold then we moved over to the other one and cuthbert or shellman or whatever that was more shellman than blake it was from brooksville to shellman and then shellman that just was a bad deal all around um i didn't that's probably the worst year that i ever had hunting uh just wasn't fun um Mm -hmm. the way the property was being managed it was i
2: feel like the reason we really eventually left that lease though was when matthew hit
1: Oh yeah. And that the, thing the property got yeah, destroyed.
2: That thing was mainly planted pines and you want to talk about a piece of property ruined.
1: These were big there pines was, yeah. that were ready to be harvested.
2: 80, 80 to 85% of those planted pines were on the ground. Yep. Uprooted. And this Not was like yeah. You
1: yeah. know people don't I don't know if everybody knows but when the, when that hurricane came through you you know you could you can drive down I-10 and see right where it crossed and The pine trees, pine trees normally get a tap root. And those pine trees you see on I-10 that grew in the sand had tap roots. So those trees were snapped off 20 feet tall, I guess, somewhere in that area. The tops were snapped out of them. Because they grew in the sand, they had roots. The trees that grew in the clay, big pine trees, but they didn't have the tap roots because they couldn't, tap root can't get down through that hard clay. Still a, a healthy tree, a big tree. But it just the root it had a, it had a big root ball, so those trees got laid completely over. So you got a big root ball, and when that when that went through there, man, you couldn't even maneuver through. You, I, I, I had to leave stands because we couldn't get to them. Um, we had to go out there with a chainsaw to get to be able to get down the road. Yeah. <laughs> um, it just destroyed that place. I don't think. Let's see. Y'all I,
0: hunted I, there I, when y'all hunted there. I was. In Kentucky, so I was up there hunting big deer. Yeah,
2: You hunted it once or twice. You,
0: yeah, you came yeah, over I did. from Stewart a uh, couple times. You, um, you, it was
1: in between your move.
0: Well, we actually came down from Kentucky one time. Yeah. Me yeah. and Charlie and Tristan over the summer oh, and shot yeah, pigs. yeah, yeah, yeah. Went pig hunting. Uh, with a thermal. Um, And then I came over one time when I was at Stewart and shot. Well, I came over a couple times when I was at Stewart. Yeah. One time I shot a doe. Yeah. Yeah. It was the same weekend Mike shot that buck. That was a uh, that was the start of my years of killing deer. Only in the last week in the deer season, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because ever since I shot that doe the Saturday afternoon before the last day of deer season, every year since then I've only killed deer. Well, that's not true. That's not true. We had when I had COVID, me and you went up and had yeah. COVID. We quarantined hunting camp together. I shot a deer well, in middle was, of the middle season. That was a rough week. Yeah, so <laughs> terrible.
1: <laughs> Ten uh, days off with pay asymptomatic covid yeah <laughs> let's go to the deer woods that's i mean yeah. what better place to quarantine you're out there by yourself you're not around people yeah yeah we just got lucky enough to
0: i guess i say lucky enough quote unquote lucky enough to have it uh, at the same time i don't know how do you together. got lucky enough because i i literally the night before he tested positive
2: we had dinner together and i still tested negative
4: that's because children don't get COVID. Oh <laughs> <out> there, <Jim. laughs> He's got you there, bud. I've still yet to have it. But no, the, you
0: know, but that I know back, of.
1: you know, you lose you lose land, but like I said, try to get to know the people if you're leasing private land. Timber Company land, there's not a whole lot you can do about it. Will, you've had your, your run-ins with Timber Company land. So um,
0: I'll I tell you about Timber Company land. Timber Company land, the toughest part about leasing Timber Company land is not knowing when they're going to do their Timber Company thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they won't Sometimes they'll let you know. Most time they won't. Uh, I multiple times showed up and found out they were cutting trees in our land because I showed up to the property to do something, and there's skitters sitting out there. Yep. And they've already cut a bunch of trees. And like, oh, well. Thanks for the warning.
5: That's real nice.
0: <laughs> um, but you know, in all reality, I have not had a bad experience with the guys running the skitters. They, they like I said last week, they've done they did a good job. But if they found our stuff when we first started out, before we had a chance to move stuff, they pulled it down and set to the side. Um, I know you've had
1: features oh, yeah, flattened. Had, yeah. Oh God, flattened.
2: I remember
0: that at Blakely. <laughs> yeah. At
4: least next to ours, they just logged a bunch of it and. I didn't know they had a big old box blind not far from the edge of our lease. It, they logged everything around it, and now there's a box blind sitting in the middle of a field. <laughs> but, I mean, they manicured right around that thing, man. <laughs> I actually thought it was pretty cool they didn't tear it down, you know.
2: I'd assume that uh, a lot of those guys that run those skitters and stuff are probably just good old boys themselves. Oh, yeah. Decent human beings. And, and yeah. hunt, yeah. yeah. So, you know, they, they don't want to tear up your stuff. They're, you know they they, they kind of have the idea of like hey if that was mine i'd be pretty pissed
0: dude they found a four inch by four inch trail camera on a tree that they were cutting down and put it in the back of a cat d5 dozer They're <laughs> they watching. tell you it was I, there I, I went out there to get it <clears throat> after they started cutting it it wasn't on the tree well the tree was gone so i called the the timber company and said hey i'm missing a trail camera he said okay here's the here's the foreman of the cut, going out there, give him a call, see if he found it. Called him, he's like, oh yeah, it's in the back of that D5 parked over there. Went over there, they're just sitting in the back of the D5. Just grabbed it and took it home with it. That's
2: them. what I'm saying. They're good old boys, man. None of those operators or anything are
0: that, they, they don't come out there and want to tear up your stuff. No, It's, yeah, I mean, you gotta make a living too. Yeah. But it sucks, because it does happen. And we had a, a very wet year when I was leasing there, and they cut a lot of our trees because we were sitting high and dry where we were at. Um and we moved on from that six hundred acre piece, we left it and then we hunted the two hundred acre piece with a lot less guys and
5: it I was already up. cut when we got it.
0: Yeah, it wasn't cut when we got it. You well, never saw it uncut. It was beautiful. It didn't last it. long. It lasted about two months. Yeah. yeah. Then they cut hundred acres of that. But that was uh I say I, I remember going lease. I remember going to look at it with you before they cut yeah. when you were talking about leasing it. Yeah. That that was a fun. It, it, the atmosphere there, being in the camp with those other with. Uh, man, now a, you're making me think. What too. was the name of Nick's club? Being in there with their being in there with man, that, they were jam up guys. They were that, that was that was a good. Creek, huh? Timber no, was it? Tibbet it was Tib- Creek. Tibbet, Tibbet Creek. That was yeah. it. Tibbet Creek. They yeah, were Tibbet
2: they Creek. were a straight bunch. of – I mean, uh, you know, the weekend that you did your uh, your gender reveal, I think me and Briar hunted a little bit. We didn't hunt a whole lot. Yeah, we hunted like the day of.
5: Yeah, no, you didn't. That or morning, you killed that
0: dang big old eight point. No, we up no we hunted the morning, the morning of. before
5: the party. Yeah, after the party, nobody hunted. <laughs> no, the yeah. morning
0: the morning of the party was the morning. Them two bucks were busting horns yeah. right in front of that deck. Well, me and Briar didn't thing. hunt
2: those stands because me and Briar yeah. me and Briar hunted the morning. We of the
5: hunted party. on that two hundred piece because oh, I remember me the, me and Briar 600.
2: picked up a bunch of firewood for your dinner reveal. Oh, but uh. It was still, I remember even, it was either that morning or the, it had to be that morning. It wasn't the morning after, because we had gotten way too obliterated on the morning after. But even Tibbet Creek had called us on the radio and said, hey, we have dogs on your property. Can we come get them? Yeah. We said, yeah. And even before that, they were like, hey, because both me and Breyer had those same radios. And uh, they were like, hey. Dog coming your way, running, running deer your way, run, running deer your way. That was that was until the they hit the property line. That was probably the most interesting. It thing. did, yeah. That <laughs> deer literally—you could hear the dogs running
0: oh, down deer. the property
5: line, running right parallel. With, I can't tell you how many times that happened.
0: That was probably the most inter, interesting, or entertaining thing about that. lease was sitting there listening on that radio. Those guys run the dogs. Mm. The old yeah. Bubba Turtle. Yeah. And, uh, all, all their nicknames, for yeah. everybody <laughs> making fun of each and other, it, and then what was it
5: they were talking about? And they were, like, calling all the, the nicknames and everything. And then they go, what's the, so-and-so, what's that dog's name? And he goes, Jeff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 I, about out, I about fell out of the tree stand. <laughs> but you're right. Every time the dogs would
0: turn, they'd come across the radio. Reedy Branch, Reedy Branch, some dogs are headed your way.
5: And then they'd hit the property line and parallel property line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> follow right around it.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. the old But Reedy them Brand guys, junk club. even camping with them, man, uh, when you had your camper there. And I spent what one weekend there with y'all one or two weekends there with y'all
5: at that camp me me and you went up and duck hunted that's right. AJ that one time that's what happened and, and they we were jam up him.
2: guys man we me and you like showed up and they literally didn't even question they're like hey dinner's over here Eat yep. it. come on hang out by the smudge pot with us like mm-hmm. have a good time while you're here it wouldn't even, they didn't even know who I was. I mean, they knew who Briar was. But they didn't even know who I was, but it was I like, think, hey.
5: And we were in your truck, weren't we? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting camp. Briar, tell us about your, you, you've you had. Briar's had the Florida lease experience. Yeah. That was, well, I mean, it was a great place. And the guy that owned it was there uh, all the time. Like, he was there every weekend. He was a chiropractor. And my grandpa leased it for me and my cousin for years. And then finally, you know, as we got older, he stopped because we were all doing other things or whatever. And um, by the time me and one of my cousins got old enough to try to lease it, they had three guys hunting it. They wanted, I don't know how much, it was way more than I wanted to pay and we couldn't even hunt the whole property. So we kind of just pretty much lost it.
0: I hunted deer out there with you a couple times. Say, I remember I like, going out there with bar a couple times. Did you, uh, I, did, I, did I know you went on a couple of you. dove hunts. I did deer hunt with you once or twice. Uh, went out there, wandered around trying to shoot some pigs. Yeah. And dove hunted it, uh, it was, once or twice. Your cousin I, about hit me with a daggum wood duck. <laughs> yeah. Because you had to switch in the evening. You had to switch from uh, shooting lead shot to
5: steel because the yeah. ducks come flying in. The, over duck, the wood ducks were flying over Yeah. I tell you what. They're coming off St. John's.
2: One of the coolest, I would say, Florida hunting experiences I've ever had in my life is I had a friend. I was still in high school that uh, had access to one acre in the middle of Seminole Forest. Oh. Smack dab. So you remember where we shot those doves?
4: Seminole or?
2: no Seminole. Yeah. So, you know, well, you know what I'm talking about, but... Yeah. So, where we shot those doves. If you went down probably past that food plot, I'd it's, say... It's
0: back near the the big screened-in camp. Yeah.
2: Yeah, if you went past if that field where we shot at those doves. If you went probably another 16th to a quarter of a mile, there's one acre on the right side of that road. And we used to go back in there. We'd get out of school at... You know, I had co-op at that time, so I'd get out of school at 10 o'clock. We'd load up in a Jeep, straight to that one acre. And man, it was just, we saw, I don't know what it was about that property, but you saw an absolute ass load of does. And why we never shot does out there, I don't know why. Because most of the time it's not legal. Well, Florida, we archery but, hunted.
0: Oh well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: We were always archery hunting. It was never. I I, I may have. I hunted out there with a the rifle sometimes, but most of the time we were out there archery.
4: Yeah, but you you can't kill a doe after during
2: arch. Yeah, I know yeah. during archery season, but it it was most of the time when we had time to go out there because I also I had co op because I, I had a a job. So when we had the most time to go out there was during archery season. And I honestly couldn't tell you why we didn't shoot the does. We were there in archery, but there was a
0: boatload of does out there. So when we, when we were in Georgia, one of the deer, one of the few deer I killed, well, the only deer I killed in southeast Georgia, I shot uh, behind my buddy's house in his subdivision. They
1: all had three, sounded four, like sounded like you were hunting with Jim. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll tell you what,
4: man. If it was season right now, I'd be laying it down. I got like six and seven of them running through my yard every night.
0: They all had three quarter acre lots, but only maybe a tenth of an acre of it was developable. So he lived in a cul de sac and he had permission from all of his neighbors in that cul de sac to hunt on their property behind them. And he says, Well, if you want to kill a deer, come hunt behind the house. I said, Okay. So I drive out there and he said, bring, bring your rubber boots. So I brought my waterproof boots, which were ankle high. And, uh, he says, do you bring rubber boots? So these are waterproof. He said, Oh, those aren't going to cut it. I said, what do you mean? He's like, "Mm, what size shoe do you wear? said, 11 and a half 12. He said, "Mm, can you fit an 11? I said, if I have to, he went inside and grabbed some like knee high rubber boots. And I still went over those suckers walking through the water. (laughs) to get back. In. It was all swamp behind his house. That's why they couldn't develop it. But <clears throat> I shot a doe. I was sitting in the dang ladder stand, shot a doe with my 6'5 Creedmoor. And uh, it was funny because I had no idea where he was. And little did I know, he wasn't but maybe 50 yards from me. And he texts me, there's a doe coming up on your right-hand side. And I, as soon as I read that text, I looked to my right, and I see her standing there. I said, oh, crap. She took off running and I said oh shit text him I said hey did you see where that doe went because she's gonna be real hard to blood trail in the water he says oh yeah no she's dead right here in front of me on this island (laughs) she went 30 yards and literally died right in front of him but dragging a deer through water I give that a 10 out of 10 yeah
5: (laughs) I take it she floated yeah they float do yeah (laughs) way
0: easier dragging them across dry land
4: first time I ever had to use a dog to recover one um, they chased it into a bottom in December flooded pine bottom and I walked out and I was either it was either knee deep and then I was chest deep and knee deep the chest deep as you went through where the old tree rows used to be and the dogs the deer would the dogs would be chasing the deer the deer would get to some place where it could stand then the dogs could stand they would grab the deer the deer would fight its way back into the water and the dogs let go, and they chase it. So as I walked up on this buck, as it, it swam by, I literally waited out and just grabbed it by the antler. And it, I tried to drown it, except it didn't want to be drowned. Yes, yeah, so how'd that work <laughs> out for you? <laughs> Damn, it broke my wrist. It kept you know, it kept taking its forebought, smashing my wrist. So uh, eventually I did muzzle stuff it and then dragged it out. Well, while all the adrenaline was going, I didn't realize how cold that was. But when I was got it back out of the water and, and was trying to drag it back out to my truck, all of a sudden my hand stopped working. I couldn't <laughs> hold on, <laughs> and then I just started really shaking bad. <laughs> yeah, man, walking out of like forty degree water for ten minutes is not advisable. No. <laughs> no. I yeah, I was pumped prior about get that. that deer, though. I was me, having fun me, at the help moment.
5: Help me! Help me! Oh, that was cold. Yeah.
1: I hunted. Rock Springs run on the private land that, out, that is out there in the middle of Rock Springs. Oh, that's why I shot that bobcat. And uh, was out there bow hunting with Brian and shot a... It was like a seven point, just a small... I mean, it's a, a small Florida seven point. And it took off and we blood trailed it, blood trailed it went across another road. Well, He calls up his buddy with a dog. He comes out there with a the dog and... I don't know how far we trailed that dog, that uh, that deer with that dog, but we finally found it. Let's <laughs> well, say, if we, I remember correctly, you didn't get home till like 1 a.m. Yeah, or later. But yeah, we it was, it was probably one or two in the morning before we found it. Then when we found it, we're like, crap, where are we? <laughs> we were way <laughs> off of that <laughs> private property on Rock Springs
2: out there. That was a jam-up little piece of property. I mean, there there were some decent bucks on that. Uh, there's still some decent bucks out there, I'm sure.
1: I don't know who has a hold of it now. but No, oh, I know who's got a hold of it. Yeah, Same guy owns it that's always owned it.
4: Are we all putting in for Rock Springs again this fall? Will, are you going to put bring me as a guest again?
0: Yeah, I am going to put in for it, but uh, I think I'm going to go by myself this year, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, if, if
4: I am fortunate to draw the tag, I will take you as my guest. <laughs> and if I get a doe permit.
0: I'm shooting the first brown thing that steps out. <laughs> yeah, you should have shot that little. <laughs> that thing we're dragging spots. back to the truck. I've killed bigger squirrels than that thing that stepped out of there.
5: <clears throat> You're hunting in Florida, man. You can't be that picky. i Rock Springs, you can. At Rock Springs, you can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: Springs you can. But, but uh, I'm definitely, I, I got to get better about putting in uh, for stuff like that. Because I, I was actually talking to somebody not too long ago. And they said that there was an app i need to get it there's an app that reminds you when to put in for draws
0: yeah it's uh go wild is it yeah i have it they've been reminding me about montana draws and everything else and i did not put in for we still got time to put in for Maine.
4: main moose yeah i oh, think
0: that's up in yeah, yeah i
2: forgot about that Gators yeah. next month, but I haven't even prepared for that at least bit. So no, I put
0: I, in for preference. I once this think year. I put in you, for preference last year or so. You you have to keep putting in in order to maintain them. So yeah, but I put in again for preference this year. I, I, I think need to put in for preference for Maine.
4: Yeah, the well just put in because I mean, it's fifty. If, it's
0: it's like fifty bucks for six points, something like that. It, or it, you can mm-hmm. put in fifty bucks for multiple draws if you want to just try and draw.
4: Yeah, you can. But if the thing is. Especially if you're a Floridian, unless you want to pay an absolute just ginormous fortune, you're going to need buddies. And I think we yeah. have already talked about this in the podcast that you're moose hunting while you're while you're grouse hunting. You just you're driving around all those semi-developed roads and two tracks you know, hoping to get a glimpse of a moose. And then you're going to get on the moose hunt. But in the meanwhile, whether guys have tags or not, there's plenty to hunt up there between the, the hares. The grouse, you know. You pull a bear tag if you want. Uh, you probably won't find turkeys back in the woods, but I'll say it sounds like it's turkeys just
0: turkeys and geese. An experience in itself. I'll say the the coolest thing though I thought about when I put in from uh, moose tags in Maine last year was the fact that, um, excuse me, uh, the coolest thing I thought about when I put in for moose tags in Maine last year was that Maine actually allows you. To name a secondary shooter. Yep. And in the event that you can't go, your secondary shooter can still go. You can transfer the tag to your secondary shooter, and they can go on your behalf and still kill a moose. I think both of us named Jim for that one. No, I named Amanda because Amanda wants to hunt. Yeah. Moose. moose. Yeah, but I think uh, I named Jim.
4: I'm in. Well, but it won't matter. It won't matter, it won't matter if year, you but... don't put me in. I mean, because it's if one of if somebody I know draws a moose tag, I'm going. I, and it won't matter, I mean, because if they kill a moose, you ain't got enough friends to get the thing out of there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh,
0: here's the cool thing about it. We draw, uh, I've I got it out. I'll text the guy, but I know a guy who has 50 acres of property or so in Maine, and he's got a, a couple of moose coming pretty regular. So we just got to draw his unit, and then uh, he'll be our guide. Where's his unit? I got to text him and figure it out. You remember Derek.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that shot himself in the hand and yeah. then Briar <laughs> bought his gun off of him. Yeah.
0: Derek. Yeah. Yeah. He's got, his his family's got private property. They live up in Maine. He's like, yeah, man, you, you, you want to hunt some moose in Maine? He's like, just, just come and hunt my place. Dude, let's do it. Yeah. What are yeah. you tempting
2: me with? I mean, why are we talking about it and not already scheduling it?
1: It's got to be cheaper than Tennessee and Kentucky. Tennessee, for some of us. Tennessee, honestly, <laughs> isn't... Yeah. I would say Tennessee,
0: honestly, wasn't bad. For you, or me, it, it, or Jim, Dad. Well,
4: on the other hand, yeah, that, <laughs> <laughs> what what exactly happened to your truck? The
2: they, high the the CP four pump went out, which is a high pressure fuel pump, and when the high pressure the CP four pump, which is a bad pump, they don't only put them in Chevrolets; they put them in, and that that year, they were in Dodges as well.
4: well Dodges had a big recall on those. Yeah, so when the uh, CP four pump in Chevrolet
2: when the cp4 pump goes out it sh- sends shreds of metal pieces yeah.
1: yes through your through pre- complete fuel system yeah. yeah
2: and he got lucky honestly he spent a lot of money but he got lucky because a lot of times that cp4 pump those shreds of metal make it through your full si- fuel system and into your engine yeah and ruin your whole entire fuel system and engine Wow, how it, tot- it totals your was- truck at that point
4: yeah, I know a buddy of mine just had to take his, and um, it's a full recall. They fixed the whole thing, but it's apparently a pretty – well, as we know, it's a really big deal. Well,
1: and we got lucky that they even had a pump. Yeah. Ooh.
4: I couldn't remember if she drove a Dodge or not, so I was
1: asking mm-hmm. that. That's a Chevrolet. Shame anyway,
2: on you. But, yeah, I'm going to say, y'all we'll sat in it for how many hours I mean, William Drinkwood uh, fucking
1: uh – I don't know, Jim. How many Greg, hours did we sit there and about <laughs> freeze to death on the interstate before AAA realized where we were and they drove after driving by us about, about three Four. Times?
4: Yeah, I, I think that feller did drive by because they, you know, I told her I exactly he where I, I didn't text her a pin, but she just ah, close enough and sent the guy to a Wendy's like five miles down the road.
0: How do you how do you screw up and go and miss exit one on <laughs> Interstate twenty four? You tell yeah, me. I don't like, know. We are in, right Kentucky,
4: right at the exit. <laughs> just, yeah. Anyway.
2: Literally. yeah. But, uh, you know, I'll, I'd will still be willing to say that the worst part, minus packing up, yeah, it may suck and everything, the worst part of leasing a piece of property and then losing it has to be letting go of the memories that ah, you have made at that piece of property. I'll never let go of the
0: memories, man. But I, I'm not going to say
2: letting go, but you, you almost have to like... The memories that you looked forward to of making further it's, on it's that the property, future plans. Yeah,
0: yeah. Because the memories. I mean, I remember when we left the place, place in Blakely, and we spent forty-five minutes shooting down the tire swing with a twenty-two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 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 I almost thought about shooting down the tire swing at this. Yeah, <laughs> you'd have a heck of a time getting to that blue rope. It wasn't, I know that rope yeah. that was hanging that tire swing there in Blakely was. Uh, I'll about take a about, a about two or three weeks away from uh, yeah. just. Not having a tire swing, on no, the but yeah, I
2: mean, man, you say that, but it was like as kids, granted, a lot of people wouldn't allow their kids to do this these days, but as kids on that tire swing, there's not a hundred percent doubt in your mind that you don't remember swinging over top of the fire. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Yeah, you get people these days that are like, "Oh my gosh,
3: no, that's
1: so that's, dangerous, that's one of those.
0: That's one of those. What happens at the hunting camps stays." It. At yeah. The hunting camp.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish I could have been there the night that that Puddin was standing in front of Tim's trailer, and uh, the wind was blowing, and he's standing there, and ball as a cue cue ball on top, no hat on. I got go go a pecan fell out of that tree and hit him square <laughs> on the head. <laughs> I would, have loved, I would have loved to have seen it. You that. remember,
2: like, the pecan limbs would fall down, and we would throw them, and I'm talking about, this is probably the biggest fire pit we've ever had oh, out of a camp. Yeah. And we would throw the green pecans in there, and then get behind the screened-in pole
0: barn deal. And, and
1: stay away yeah. stay from the shrapnel. You so, would hear yeah. the pecans
2: all over if, that, if that screen. If you didn't
0: know, you can take a green pecan when it's still in that outer hole before it gets to the pecan nut that you know is pecan. Pecan grenade. Yeah. <laughs> and you put it in the fire, it will eject the nut itself out of the flame. It's <laughs> <as> a projectile. <laughs> I remember standing behind that weed
2: throat. Dad's like, get behind the screen. And then you wop, 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 All over the dang...
0: I still, and, uh, there's one
2: projectile that
0: section, sections reminds of bamboo. me the most, but I don't know if we're going to bring that one up. No, we won't talk about that one. Se- sections that. of bamboo. Oh, oh my yeah, God. Bamboo
2: pops, too. <laughs> so does... Uh, Cut
0: bamboo outside the yeah. knuckles and primers, throw that in the fire pit. Primers yeah. yeah. <laughs> pop
3: <laughs> <laughs> are those 208
1: primers or 209 primers? 209 primers, primers? Yeah, yeah. they pop, too, when you throw them in the fire. Don't throw we can bring that. The that's that's far enough in the back.
2: Yeah, don't throw 209s in the fire. You'll end up with shrapnel in your
0: hand. Sorry, Al. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that man get a snake bite kit out of the dang Camper, take a shot of whiskey and cut a ding 209 I was gonna prime
2: say, right out of the top of his yeah, finger. Yeah, I was going to say I watched that man slug whiskey while dad cut a
1: 209 out of the top of his hand. It went in his knuckle and went up under just above his knuckle on his finger. Oh,
4: that's going to require some
1: back team. <laughs> yeah. no, I, He's honestly, still kicking. He yeah.
2: slugged, yeah. He slugged whiskey while it got cut out and then the same whiskey that he was slugging, he poured on the on. cut after it got <laughs> cut out yeah. and he was good to go.
0: Wild turkey to be exact.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's one-on-one. That's good.
4: We had a fella on our lease just... He was just not cut out, but this feller, I don't know to him. mock him. There's other things, but he loved knives and he had wicked sharp knives but he was clumsy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Those two don't go together. Yeah. (laughs) William Scara. (laughs) But
4: he would he'd be dealing around with something and he just knew it was going to happen. All of a sudden there'd be slip and you'd be pretty well cut. And then another time he was we had a fellow who's had a deer on a gambrel and he's trimming it away and he wanna go over and help. And the guy's like, no, 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 I got this, because you knew something bad was gonna happen. I got I'm all right, man. No, no, let me help. So pulls up the knife, starts working around the, the ankle, right right through the tendon. Next and, and of course the fellow that's working on the rest of you's like already got got it peeled down like down to the neck, <laughs> browned down in the dirt. Oh but then like two days later we saw him fill around with something with a knife again and my one of my buddies is like hey uh you, you be careful that knife no 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 man i got it I'll, I'll be fine you sure man you just not having a good luck with knives no i'll be fine fiddle 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 and all of a sudden you hear it slip oop and you look over and he's just got to like trying to hide and that's happened he's got his fist closed and you just see the blood start <laughs>
0: <laughs> pour <laughs> yeah
4: oh man but you know he had to move on
0: you know, I'll I tell you... Uh,
1: and you got to be careful cutting uh, zip ties with knives, too. I was going to say, I'll tell you my, my sharp <laughs> knife story. I,
0: I would much rather be cut with a sharp knife than cut with a dull knife. Mm-hmm. Uh, I keep, I try to keep my knives pretty That's sharp. That's the only thing Dad carries is dull knives. Uh. <laughs> I don't know, That's man. That's because
1: I have two boys.
4: Those Havilon knives, you slip with one of those things and...
0: But it heals so much easier and faster.
4: Yeah, you could tape them together. Easily. Yeah, you're go- well, there's no you, such me, thing so, as a nick with a halon.
0: Let me tell you about. Let me tell you about taping it back together. <laughs> I was. Uh, we were trying to erect the TV antennas. We were doing. We we're moving it from the front of the camber from, from from the front of the cabin to the back of the cabin, and uh, I was cutting zip ties off of the pole that the TV was on, and uh, I watched Jordan do the same dang thing last weekend when we he was popping zip ties that I did when I stabbed myself. And I said, ah, don't do that. I said, and I told him, so I stabbed myself. But I was just slipping the blade underneath there and kind of pulling it, prying it up mm-hmm. towards myself. And uh, That was Dad that you watched, not me. I do that. Yeah. <laughs> I did that once and slipped and stabbed myself right in the gut. And uh, I come around the corner. I'm holding my hand over my stomach. I said, I need my IFAC. IFAC stands for, it's, it's a military acronym for Individual
5: First Aid Kit.
1: None of us knew what an IFAC was except for Briar.
5: I was not I w- I was on my way there. Yeah. When he yeah, did and, it. And uh and
1: they're
5: all
0: looking at me crazy and now I'm realizing like I, So I need my first aid kit out of my backpack. And they went and got in there and they grabbed my little cause I had the same one I carried it in the military. I ended up taking it home with me when I got out. Pulled out of you you? I said, I stabbed myself. You did what? I said, I stabbed myself. You need you go to the hospital? I was like, No, no, I'm just gonna wrap this. I I wrapped a dang uh we Israeli called it. Bandage. it it's, we called it an Israeli bandage. Uh, it's like a, a compression bandage. You yeah. wrap it two ways. You know, one direction twice, and then reach it through the top and pull it around the other direction. It puts compression on whatever your wound was. Put it on there. Like, you need to go hospital get stitches. It's like no, I'm gonna go hunt this afternoon. When y'all go get batteries, whatever you need from town, so just give me some. Somebody super had glue. shot something. We had to go to the processor.
3: Yeah,
0: that afternoon. Yeah, yeah. it was me. It was. Oh that, yeah, you shot. Was, I shot dough. that doe. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I said, give me some super glue when you're in town. They came back, and I just pushed it together and super glued it up and got a nice little scar, but I'll be all right. <laughs> Bled like a stuck pig, but... Super glue. I can't tell you...
2: I can't say that many times before, but I've at least busted my chin. Well, I mean, I could have stuck my thumb and like felt around the bone of my chin, busted it wide open. But he's like, can you go to the hospital? I was like,
1: too expensive. Dude. My mom will kill me if she finds out what I was doing. That's what yeah. it translates. Well, well, no, yeah, I wasn't like doing anything yeah. stupid.
2: Sure, I wasn't. Time for everything. Yeah, no, we had <laughs> gone. We had gone bow fishing, and but uh, I wasn't
4: doing anything stupid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, <laughs> I love bow fishing, but let's face it, it's not stupid. <laughs> was, no, but it is a prime catalyst for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but listen, <laughs> but listen, yeah,
2: we had gone bow fishing. And I have a friend that owns the the marina in Mount Dora. Well, his dad owns it. But he is, you know, he works there. So we had taken one of the rental pontoons out to Bowfish. And we had come back in and pulled up. So they have a large dry docking, you know, area. They have a bunch of boats that are dry docked.
4: And you tried to jump it? No.
2: And uh, we, he had, wasn't pulled, in his we boat. had pulled the pontoon boat straight up to the dry dock. I mean, pontoon's touching it. And so I was like, well, I might as well step off here onto the concrete and, uh, you know, that's how i depart the boat. Well, as I took my step, the person in the back that was tying up the boat did not realize that I was stepping off the front of the boat. And so when he pulled his rope tight, the boat shifted back. My Ooh. foot missed the concrete and i chin first wham into the concrete yeah and as soon as i hit the first thing that went to my mind is my jaw's broken i'm done my jaw is broken so i move my jaw around and i'm like no cool we're we're straight we're good my jaw's not broken
4: Like you didn't cut your tongue off and break all your teeth. I
2: like I like reached up and kind of felt my jaw to like feel if I could feel the bone move because I've broken enough bones, right? I'm like, you know, I'll know if it's broken. I reached up to feel it if it's broken and I pull my arm away and my whole entire, from my hand to my elbow, my right arm covered in blood. And I turned my buddy and said, Am I cut? This is not good. (laughs) <laughs> and he's like dude your chin is wide open and i'm like shit he says you want to go to the hospital said no nah. no i don't want to go to the hospital so he's like well let's go in the shop and we got some rusty harbor freight tools <laughs> and uh coated it in probably 80 year old iodine he gets rusted because iodine just goes and kills (laughs) tetanus and uh I rubbed it in probably 80 year old iodine found some uh half used thing of super glue super glued it back together left the very end of it open I don't even have a scar anymore
1: you can't grow a beard with of crap now, but,
2: you know. I actually, I was wondering. Too. Yeah, I can't grow a beard with of crap, period. Because you
4: you don't have a big old gash in your beard from where that thing was. Yeah, You no, did a pretty good job there.
2: Right on the bottom of my chin, right here.
4: Dr. Krebs? Yeah. It wasn't <laughs> Dr. No.
2: Krebs. It would have been Dr. Joey, but. Yeah. <laughs> As he's, like, got these Harbor Freight tools in my chin, I was like, I feel. I
4: great. don't understand the necessity of the Harbor Freight tools.
2: It was just, they were They were Pittsburgh. And they were rusty and But what was a, he using probably, for?
4: In lieu of a swab?
2: That was what he had was Harbor... He didn't have a swab. But
0: did he, he use was it to he holding it pinch together? together? Yeah, he had... Oh, Lord. Yeah, to pinch his skin together. Oh, I get it now. He's using okay. pliers or something. Like that. He got a yeah. Harbor Freight Pittsburgh C-clamp up there just cranking it down. <laughs> no, <up>. yeah. <laughs> he, had, he had
2: like a little pair of Harbor Freight needle nose pinching it together as he... <laughs> Super glued
4: it. That's actually pretty that's baller, man. I dig that story.
2: I, I wasn't fixing going to the hospital because I wasn't gonna spend that much money and he was like, You wanna to go to the hospital? I said, They're gonna super glue it anyway. And your
1: mom would have killed you.
4: Yeah. I've I've <laughs> super glued a hole in my foot and I've super glued uh one one of my fingers at one point. And when I I forget which one I did first, but I figured it would be like a temporary solution. No, nah. No man, w- once you go super glue that you just going to ride that out. It's permanent. Yeah. Dude, that's what the,
2: I mean the hospital uses that most of the time outside of stitches. Unless you got a long gash, hospital's going to super glue it. But I don't, I don't Listen, think it's I don't so think it's the I same not? stuff you're buying off the I don't, it's a medical Ace grade hardware. super glue. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> uh, Dollar General super glue is medical grade to me. Yeah. Had I
0: had I not stabbed myself in the stomach, Jordan wouldn't have had a Band-Aid to put on his finger last weekend. That's the only reason the band aids were in <laughs> the right cabin. Right. <laughs> <laughs> how did I? Ma- oh, I don't even know
2: how I messed my finger. We're taking a tree stand down. I went to climb down, and my fingers stuck together. I said, "That's kind of weird." What's it? Oh dang! I'm missing a piece of my knuckle. Well, son, I've gone. Hey, I need a Band-Aid. You
1: know, it's we- probably going to take me twice the amount of time to take the tree stands off of that trailer as it took us to put them <laughs> on there because it's, it's a maze i mean well by the time i get all uh, listen, the no, we'll, on. we'll talk
2: it. we'll talk about that after but <laughs> yeah
1: it's uh also
2: have a solution
0: for us if, if something else happens but that's uh that's one of those things man i mean you know we have that this this is the second time you know first when we first started this podcast the, the instagram post went out The clamp need a new place to hunt yeah, had that damn same trailer just slap loaded full of tree stands yeah. off our two hundred acre piece, and here we are again, just a couple of years later, moving again, and that—that's just that's part of it. I it, it's the it is definitely the worst part of it, but what can you do? You make plans. Land? It,
2: the part that sucks is you make plans for the future, and then at that point you realize that these plans that you've made for the future are no longer possible.
1: Yeah. You know, even even through it all, and all of the moves, and all of the property we've hunted, we've we've never tried to rape the property. No, no. we've always eh. hunted with with try to be ethical about what we're shooting. Um, That's because you think you're gonna, you want to hunt it again
4: next year. Yeah,
1: and you yeah. Know, you, you take care of the land. Um, Frank's place, we treat that place like it was our own. And you know what? And he appreciated that, and then, and the owners appreciate that. For well, the most I'll tell part, you, like, you
0: what, know. even even knowing like last weekend that that we. We're losing the property, and we look at those beautiful food plots. Could we have gone to town and bought a bunch of Roundup, sprayed it all, and killed it? Sure. Did we? No. It's still no, there. It's just beautiful. Yeah.
2: It is. Yeah, but but despite but it's,
0: that, that in, in the long run, the spike is not going to benefit you. It Doesn't benefit you. Doesn't doesn't do any. It, and you know when it comes down to it, you're there. You planted the food plot for the betterment of the deer herd. So why destroy it now? Yeah. Right. You've got does with fawns that need that nutrition to go there and just destroy the food plot because I'm not going to be able to hunt it. That's just, it's wrong. I was going to say, you know, if you really think
2: about it, and it might sound kind of crazy, but had we not lost leases over the years and not moved to other places, there's memories that we have now that we never would have had had we moved. Spots. Yeah. Right? Had we not moved from Blakely, I never would have shot that that one a point on the creek. And had we not moved from Shellman or Cuthbert, I never would have shot that wild living point.
0: I never would have stole your nine. Yeah. <laughs> or or, yeah. Had the, or had the ducks. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, I mean I mean we had a we had a solid duck yep. hole there, yeah. Terrible. But I'm heartbroken.
1: Not yeah. half as heartbroken yeah. as I am. I we got I'm sure. sure. We we, we got. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure.
0: We ha- we had plans for building a, a dang up a, a dang duck down there this year, mm-hmm. but it's what it is.
4: Yeah, you never know what's around the corner. Yeah, on to the next one.
0: I do, if we
2: can get our piece. We're hoping for.
0: Hopefully, did some talking about that today. So we'll see. We shall see. You guys ready for the tip of the week? Nope. No, but I'm going to wing it. Never am. What do you got, Jordan? I wasn't ready to wing it yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'll give
1: you one. Go ahead. Take care of what you got now, if not for you, for the next guy. Yeah? Yeah.
0: The the memories you man, make Man, because you never know. Well, the thing is, man, you, you leave your memories behind, but somebody else who's ever steps in behind you, whether they bought the piece or not, if they're if they're going to come in there and they're going to hunt it, they're going to make memories just like you did. Yeah. And don't rob, don't rob another, don't rob a kid of that. Yeah, I'd say
2: that that was one thing. Don't rob a kid. That was one thing. Leaving, you know, packing our stuff out of the sleeves this weekend is we don't know who's buying the property, but I couldn't help but think, you know, we you joke around about hey we could have done this or could have could have done that. You know, it's jokes, but uh, I couldn't help but think that maybe that person that's buying it has a kid and the memories that we made throughout our life of hunting that could get
1: make as well on that piece if of property. The people that are buying a property or the people that I saw on one of the trail cameras that I looked at, there's a kid. Good. Yeah. So they still ain't getting that fire pit. No, nope, ain't getting a <laughs> fire pit, <laughs> <laughs> but man,
2: you know, you, you just don't, I, I can't help. But when it comes to stuff like that, I can't help but thinking about the kid right because i i made some i shoot my my life probably wouldn't be what it is now had i not learned some of the lessons at hunting camp that i learned you know what i mean there there's a lot that you learn as a kid at at camp
0: leave leave them a note in the ding in the cabin tell them tell them take that kid in that dang the box stand right there on the power line and hunt the ducks in the bottom yeah yeah you know, yeah if nothing else just cuz that's that that was a stand that Rylan witnessed his first deer killed out of yeah and his second and his third with me and that's one of those memories that'll always stick with me from there yeah
2: and you never know I mean you know 20 years from now when you're 52 years old that could be a memory that's stuck with Rylan
1: yeah Rylan's memory will be grandpa don't shoot those." yeah
3: (laughs) (laughs)
2: why'd
1: you shoot that doe grandpa don't shoot those
2: yeah. yeah i mean jim did you i mean how often do you have your kids that you you say you've had your your camp for 15 years so obviously your kids have been grown up there
4: they did in fact one of the kind of the downsides though is that they, they took it for granted um or maybe i maybe i screwed up by running them up there young and um because neither one of them are chomping at the bid to do it now but they their whole life got run around outside and um i know the seeds are there and now just with everything else like going in the lives between school and they're both in college and, and girls and work yeah that it's <laughs> just there, there's i asked Zach if he wanted to go up turkey hunting and in i could tell as soon as i asked him it was almost like just this burden he's got so many of the things that are causing him agita that I think that maybe he, he, would lo- he would love to take a break just doesn't have it in him right now Yeah. so we'll see you know it's just uh, they're just in a point in their lives and when I was their age I didn't I didn't really have the time either like you, you, I, you always think you want to do, but the reality is you, you just didn't have the time to come. Shoot, the I was going to tell year you,
0: I killed that that nine point. That was a one and only time I hunted that season. Yeah, yeah.
2: I'll tell you right now that probably having been, having been
0: have been young <laughs> and
2: single. Probably the best thing that I had going for me about our lease that we just lost because oh, we had it for a little bit uh, was that it was near Abac. So uh, I was able to meet Abraham young, Baldwin Agriculture College. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was <laughs> able to meet strange. I was I was they were only 30 <laughs> minutes away and I was able to meet young single college women and still go to the hunting camp. So,
4: yeah, well, <laughs> I'm proud of these fellows, man. They're both taking full loads in school, 15 hours apiece. Um, Zach's taking a combination of uh, undergrad and grad and, and grad school classes. So he gets his master's in five years. And they're both putting in about 30, 35 hours a week at real jobs. So when I say they're busy, they're they're busy.
2: A a full load on top of a full time is a lot.
4: Yeah, man. uh, I miss them, but that's just, you know, that's one of the things about fatherhood, man. You got to raise kids that don't need you anymore. Yeah.
2: Dad, what was yours again? Well, I got my tip of the week. I want to throw mine if I figure out what dad's it was.
4: His was take care of what you got.
2: I'm going to say don't take anything for granted. Right? Cherish what you have while you have it. Because you never know when you're going to lose it. So,
0: we talked a lot about private land and it is For some people, it seems insurmountable. Your average lease, if you get on Google right now and you want to go Google uh, deer lease in such and such a state, southeast, a lot of lease land down here. You're seeing leases that need members and they want, in Florida, 10 grand for a year. In in Georgia, you you might find leases that are offering memberships for 2,500 bucks. And then you find leases for thirty dollars an acre for four hundred acres, five hundred acres, and that's that's a lot. Um, But you keep looking, and you can find pieces that are inexpensive. You got to get unorthodox about it.
2: Talk to people that know people that know people.
0: Right. Well, you can find leases that you leases. You find property you can hunt for free. You knock on enough doors. I mean, Hunter's got pieces here in Florida. He hunts for free. I've hunted property for free in Tennessee. Uh, it's it, it. Well, I say free. I hunted property for work in Tennessee. We didn't pay Correct. anything yeah. for it.
2: It's just a matter of not being
0: ashamed to ask people. Well, it's a matter of not being afraid to be told no.
4: Yeah. I just got permission to hunt 10 acres for archery hunting uh, to bring new hunters. Nice. Up towards Wildwood. Same thing. Just I, I was, was seeing somebody. Area. They got 10 acres that backs up to a much larger piece. And um, but as soon as you, you know hit the eye for it, you're like this place is loaded with deer. First thing I do is, is walk in their house. I'm looking through their back window, watching does. I was like, confirmed. And just at the end of it, these are older folks. I said, uh, "You hunt anymore? Nah, I don't do that anymore. I got an old feeder under here. <laughs> he's like someone's in his garage. You know, he's not even up." And I just, I just asked, I said, you know, I'd like to have a place a little more local where I can bring people that want to get into hunting and give them a little more of an intimate experience than public land. And they said, no problem. So that was just this week. You know, I got to make sure it pans out before, you know, start inviting people and really make sure we figure out what the parameters are i don't think he's thinking bring somebody up there every week i think it's more like come on up once or twice but yeah, it's, he's, it's, he's good for, he's a good man and i think it will be fun
1: coming to a solid and agreement with what's the your dollar. tip jim
4: so my tip of the week going back to i kind of alluded to it earlier and i haven't been a financial planner for 30 years i sit down with people that you know they make forty thousand dollars and they say i can't save I mean, people make $400,000. I can't save, right? It's propensity to consume. And it doesn't matter what your income is. It really isn't that hard to save, but you got to put something together that's, you just got to take the discipline out of it. And the easiest way to do that, and I think maybe I've said this in the podcast, wherever you bank, go somewhere else and just open up a checking account and have a piece of your paycheck sent over there. You don't get the debit card don't get the checks. Go to a different institution so that's inconvenient. So then you've had, you know, a margarita too much on Friday night, you don't just transfer the money into your regular checking account. And there's your lease money or your retirement money or whatever you want. But yet, if you don't do it, it ain't going to happen itself. And then you're going to get old and you're going to be broke and not have leases and not have nice stuff. It's not that hard.
2: I'm going to kind of step into what Jim said and say that. Having been in construction for a large amount of time, your main thing you do every morning, swing by the gas station. Right? You get ice, you get fuel, whatever. But so while whole, you're there we'll getting that for work, you buy, you know, an energy drink. When you buy an energy drink, you're like, nah, I might as well get this and that. And gas stations are bad about it. you're like, hey, I'm just gonna go in and get this boy next thing you know you walk out with 10 other things one thing that i have done in the past month is i don't i don't go by the gas station yep i don't i i mean when i go by the gas station i stick my card in in the fuel pump i fill up and i leave i do not go inside because i know that if i go inside i'm gonna buy four other things and i've you know When you think about it, you're like, nah, it's only you know, it's only fifteen bucks here. It's only fifteen bucks, you know, it's only fifteen bucks a day. But you know, when you get to the end of the month, you're like fifteen bucks a day.
4: Yep. What economists refer to that is is it's a it's a it's behavioral economics. It's actually called the propensity to consume. The more you earn and the more you have, the more likely you are to spend it. Yeah. And there's other things you can even break down like. And I don't I won't take another half an hour talking about this because it'll put people to sleep, But you hand somebody a hundred dollar bill, and chances are you come back at the end of a week or in two weeks, that $100 bill is still sitting just as crisp in their wallet as they had it. You had them 100 ones, it's gone by Wednesday. Oh, yeah. Right? Because for the same thing, it's like... It's easier to spend. Yeah, it's the same reason that Vegas would have you, would rather have you play with poker chips and believe it or not, it's a big reason why credit cards and debit cards are popular. Credit cards, credit card companies, you know, why can use a credit card at McDonald's.
1: Because you can swipe it.
4: Yeah, man. You don't it's, think about it. We Free money. Yeah, we don't attach the value to it that we do with hard currency.
0: I but was it's all part of it. I was standing in race. I went in racetrack today to buy a gallon jug of water. And I'm standing in line, I'm looking at their like candy bar selection to the left of it, and they had a like a two for three fifty. And I'm like, two for three fifty. I was like, is that really a good deal? And I'm just standing there adding math in my head. To buy two at a regular price was 10 cents more than buying two for 350 right and that's why they put stuff like that at the counter yeah (laughs) because you get up to the counter
2: and you're like ah man yeah i kind of want that you
1: pay for convenience to wrap up the whole thing
4: though it's if it wasn't in your wallet you wouldn't have spent it right so rob from yourself to pay yourself if that makes sense you know, and we all get raises and things like that. And I'll geek out one last time and then we can move on. A company called Dahlbard, all around 401ks and things, did survey after survey after survey. And another interesting thing about human behavior is when somebody has either a voluntary, or I'm sorry, somebody receives an increase or a decrease in their pay, whether it's voluntary or involuntary, it generally takes about three pay cycles for that person to get used to it as though it's always been there. Either they've always had the money, so they incorporate it in the lifestyle, or if it's a decrease, it's like they never had it. And the funny thing about it is, it really doesn't matter if they're paid weekly, biweekly, semi-monthly, or monthly. Meaning that somebody's paid weekly, they get used to it in about three weeks. Someone that's paid monthly it takes them three months to get used to it. But it's still only three pay cycles. That kind of makes sense because a person that gets paid monthly budgets monthly, right? But we're adaptable creatures. So this whole strategy that I've just alluded to. It is just as simple as tomorrow when you're driving by some bank that you don't bank with wheeling in there and say, what do I got to open up a checking account? And then taking that ABA routing number and checking account number to HR and say, you know, take 10% of my paycheck next week and put it back in there. And I would actually start at 10%. That sounds like an enormous number to a lot of people. If you can't do it, you can reduce to nine. It ain't a big deal. You're not giving it to anybody else. You're just saying, take it away from me and you'll do it.
2: I'm going to add one more thing to what Jim said and kind of, we'll roll in somebody else's after this, but uh, I had an app at one point when I was I was working out of town and, uh, you know, I was grocery shopping a lot and uh, I was stopping at gas stations a lot and I had somewhere on some platform, I had uh, like an ad for an app and I got it and the app would tell me every week what I was spending where. And the biggest thing that hit me was how much money I was wasting at a gas station every single month. I mean, it, it, like, I, I finished the end of my first month, and it told me what I spent, like, at the gas station. Could, you know, I was working out of town, so I was at the same exact gas station because it was the easiest place to stop on the way to work every morning. And the amount of money that I spent at the gas station hit me, and I was like, holy cow. Like literally, if I would go rather than going to the gas station every morning, if I would go to Win dixie and buy that in bulk rather than stopping at the gas station every morning and just having that with me and I would already take it to work, the amount of money that I would save was yeah. insane.
4: Here's the craziest thing. and We've got to move on. If you do that 10% thing, you'll still go to the gas station and you won't feel like you're spending less because you won't you won't make 10% decisions to make up for the 10%. Yeah. You won't, you'll, you'll make a hundred little half percent decisions or whatever it is to get there. And it, it, anyway, let's move on because we've talked enough about about behavioral economics, but that's how you get a lease. Yeah. Wrap us up, Briar.
5: So mine was, you can always be too busy to get out and enjoy things. So just take the time, Get out with your friends and your family and enjoy stuff. Don't worry about being busy.
2: That's definitely one thing that I've taken this past at least year of my life is I've decided that man, work is work. Right? You make money. You don't make money. I will never... uh, I can always make more money at some point. But I will never, ever, ever forget went to Tennessee. I took that vacation. I didn't have vacation. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's like breadstick, Ricky. Yeah, it was a sick day. I,
2: I, I, I did. I did not. I didn't get paid for it, right? But I told him I was going because I knew that the memories that I made there in Tennessee are something that are going to stick with me for the rest of my life. But I could go the next week and work 50 hours and and or the next two weeks three weeks work 50 hours and make the money back that i didn't make that week but the memories that i made that week are something are gonna stick with me for the rest of my life yep.
0: well i'm gonna go ahead and close it out with this 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 simple statement buy your crawfish bowl tickets you yeah <laughs> we'll see hey, y'all next week
2: buy your crawfish bowl tickets